MMR's Preston C podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Friday, January 6th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Newly obtained court documents reveal that authorities investigating the University of Idaho student killings had been keeping a close eye on suspect Brian Koberger well before his identity was released to the public. On December 30th, authorities announced that Koberger had been arrested in connection to the murders of four students. Before then, no information about a suspect was known publicly other than police were searching for a white Hyundai Elantra. According to court documents unsealed yesterday, authorities had a uh, suspect description quite early in the investigation and Koberger matched it on November 29th, more than a month before the nation knew his identity. You know, it's funny because initially it, it looked like there was a massive cluster F going on with the investigation and there were some things that were missed. But what you find out is that they they did not want to at all tip yeah, their hand that they had any indication. And in fact, when those um, when they were pulled over in Indianapolis twice, what they were looking to see is they asked the cops to see if he had a cut or an injury on his hand. That's I I said that to somebody the <clears throat> yeah. other day. I said I wonder if those him getting pulled over wasn't for this investigation. It was. Yeah. And I, I you know what? I didn't even see that. Steve. Ah, oh, I was right. Was you were right. That. Look at I, you. I could probably be an investigator. Absolutely. <laughs> Some of the key pieces of information. That's the one that loves meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the key pieces of information from the investigation that were not originally made public trash recovered from the Pennsylvania home of Koberger's family late last month revealed that the DNA matched a tan leather knife sheath uh, found laying on the bed of one of the victims, according to the probable cause affidavit. Uh, one of the two roommates who was not harmed during uh, the attack described a masked figure figure with bushy eyebrows. So they did have somewhat of a description. And then phone records showed the suspect was near the victim's residence numerous times in the months before the killing. And I even heard uh, all the way back to August. Yes. Yeah terrible. The deaths of a married couple found inside a home in Chester Heights, Delaware County, had been ruled a double homicide, police said Thursday. Pennsylvania State Police say the the discovery occurred around 5.15 in the evening Monday along the unit block of Highland Drive. Police were called to the home for a welfare check and found the bodies of 71-year-old Richard uh, Zajko and his 68-year-old wife, Rita. Neighbors in the area say the couple got along well with everyone in the area and kept their yard immaculate. He was always outside cutting the grass cleaning his leaves. They always had impeccable Christmas lights every year, one neighbor said. The incident is actively under investigation by the Criminal Investigation Unit and police said that they are not releasing any additional details. Uh, State police are asking anyone with information that could help with their investigation to contact them at 484-840-1000. A driver crashed into a Philadelphia police station across the street from a site where another car careened into a cell phone store earlier this week. Friday's crash occurred just after 1 a.m. at the 35th Police District Headquarters on the 5900 block of North Broad Street near West Champlost Avenue and Ogans, uh, in the Ogon section of the city. Several vehicles, including a police van, were severely damaged. A brick wall and fence outside of the station were also struck. No injuries were reported. No word yet from police on whether the driver was taken into custody. Now, earlier this week, a driver went through a T-Mobile store across the street from the 35th District Station uh, during a police chase. Authorities say the driver was speeding on Broad Street with police in pursuit at 11 p.m. Tuesday. The vehicle then crashed into the T-Mobile store, sending glass and metal everywhere. Jeez. The suspect was able to get out of the car and fled on foot. A foot pursuit uh, ensued, and police were able to take him into I mean, custody. The message is clear. People want more drive through 
Right? Yeah, yeah I think that's what it is. Yeah. That's exactly it, Steve. Good point. The people have spoken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, in sports this morning. <laughs> The Flyers beat the Arizona Coyotes 6-2 last night in South Philly. Kevin Hayes scored one of five goals for the Flyers in the second period. Morgan Frost had four assists, and Travis Konechny scored his 20th goal of the season to lead the Flyers to their fourth straight. 30-year-old Hayes was also a selection to represent the team at the All-Star Game. The Flyers are at home again on Sunday and will take on the Toronto Maple Leafs. The puck will drop at 7 o'clock. The Sixers, who have won 11 straight games at home, are in South Philly tonight with the game against the Chicago Bulls. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock. The Eagles wrap up their regular season on Sunday with a game at home against the New York Giants. uh, If the Eagles win, they'll clinch first place in the NFC East and will have the best record in the NFC, giving them home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Kickoff is set for 425 on Sunday. And Buffalo Bills safety, DeMar Hamlin, is beginning to awaken as he shows substantial improvement in his recovery from going into cardiac arrest and collapsing on the field during Monday's game, doctors at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center said. Hamlin is still considered critically ill and that significant progress is needed, but his neurological condition appears to be intact. Even though he is unable to speak, Hamlin is able to move his hands and feet and can communicate by writing. Hamlin asked if the Bills won the game against the Cincinnati Bengals and the doctors responded by saying, the answer is yes, DeMar, you won. You won the game of life. The NFL said Thursday it will not resume the Bills-Bengals game that was suspended. The league said some of the factors in coming to its decision included that playing the Buffalo-Cincinnati game to its conclusion will have no effect on which clubs qualify for the postseason. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thanks, Kev. To uh, piggyback on sports real quick, I want to thank uh, Nick because he sent me a link yesterday to a moment in history that happened. It was 40 years ago yesterday that Dr. J made what I think is oh, the wow. greatest dunk in NBA history. It's amazing. And uh, so Nick sent me an Instagram post of it, and it's just the actual, uh, it's the play and then the replay and then the, the several different angles of it. And it was just, I still, <laughs> when I see that, we just watched it right now. When I see that, I'm like, man. It's amazing. I mean, just the most beastly dunk in history. I, this many years later, I had a, a, I misremembered wow. that it was a playoff game. It was not. It was a game in January, but it was against the Lakers. And it's just my favorite dunk by my favorite Sixer of all time. And he goes up, and he's just he's the coolest. Doctor J is the coolest. And it was he. No, I, I don't remember much about uh, all the teams at that time. But did uh, and, and uh, watching the the play by play, did he get that ball from Chamberlain or uh, he, no, 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 no? That was well after Wilt's career had. It ended. was okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah but Char- I, Charles was on that team. Charles Barkley was was young, so um, um, Doc was reaching the end of his career, and Charles was just beginning his career. Um, and the Sixers were sort of coming off the uh, the championship man. from a couple of years ago. But yeah, great, would you, would you think dunk. this is the the most repeated clip Video. in the NBA? I don't know. I don't Maybe know. I mean, there's so many Michael Jordan yeah, yeah. ones, but I mean, this this is the one that really stands out. I mean, Doctor J had so many, you know. Yeah. Moments in the NBA yeah. that, they, but this one stands about uh, amongst all of them, uh, just to get 
to watch over and over and yeah, never get tired yeah. of it. He's so. never been on the show, right? No, I, you know, oh, what? on the phone, not, not in person. Oh, did we talk to him? Yeah. We did have him on okay. the phone one time. He yeah. called in to win a Hershey Park ticket. Yeah, yeah. Well, he loves Big that fan. park. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> there's only a few rides he can go on because he's so yeah. tall. <laughs> but he does love that park. Uh, so anyway, thank you for that, Nick. You bet. And uh, we welcome you to uh, Friday morning with the President and Steve show. End of the week, so we give away our word of the week prize. Been telling everybody about it all week long. It's a pair of lawn passes for the Freedom Mortgage Pavilion uh, summer concert season. For this coming summer, you get to go to every single concert. Come on. I mean, that's as good as it gets. Yep. So we are going to give that away at the end of the program. We do have uh, guests on the show. We've uh, talked, actually, the last couple of days we mentioned it, uh, Dr. Vincent and Nurse Natalie. Yes. Uh, they are the duo that uh, revived a fan at the Eagles game this past weekend, right after the mm-hmm. Mummer's Day Parade, and he... Uh, Dr. Vince was still in his mummer's outfit, painted face, pink dress, the whole thing. I'm going to pitch my show idea to him. Mummer Mummer ER. Mummer ER. And like Nick had said, the ER and mummer will be highlighted. highlighted. So it's, you know, it's in the name. Mum ER. ER. (laughs) So, uh, but it was, uh, it's a great story that we've talked to. And uh, Natalie had emailed us yesterday and then uh, Casey got a hold of uh, Dr. Vincent's info. So we're going to put the two of them on together. I have no idea if they've even... Spoken to each other. Or since, they like each other. Since yeah. They may hate each other. We, you never know. Uh, but we will uh, talk to them a little bit later on this morning, which is going to be pretty cool. And we're having Nick's mom's meeting yeah. this morning now, on is, the show. Is your mom coming or are you just going no, to no. the meatloaf? She dropped them off. So uh, she made them yesterday. Meatloaf um, and meatball. Mom, yeah. the meatloaf! And uh, two... <laughs> <laughs> Two sets of meatballs, Steve, with and without raisins. Right. The large ones have raisins. Uh, and so, um, you know, they won't be fresh out the oven. Well, we'll, okay. we'll microwave them and heat them up, exactly, right? Yeah. Now, Kathy has never had, you've never had the meatballs. I, for whatever and reason, you despise I was, meatloaf. I despise meatloaf. So this is a great day for you. Yes. And for whatever reason, uh, last time I was not here for the meatballs. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to try that with the raisins. I think maybe side by side, she'll realize just yeah. how... Uh, similar meatballs and meatloaf can be, but I don't know. Nick's mom's recipes maybe Ma, maybe way <laughs> way off. I don't know. Are you and I the biggest meatloaf fans on the show? Probably, uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Are you too? I mean, no, 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 no. I don't like meatloaf. no. It's not you me. Don't me. Like I, it. I love it. I do. I'm love a fan. it. Okay. Uh, well, we're gonna that, we're gonna have that special moment on the air at this morning <laughs> live, and you'll be here with us to experience that. Very so erotic, sure you are. All right, let's take a break. Come back in a second. I got lots of stories in the entertainment report to pass along to you. So hang in there because we're gonna be back in just a moment. Casey, I got something really cool and surprising for you. Yeah. Maybe you haven't seen it yet, but Ooh. I had you in mind when I saw this story. We'll be back in a second. Did you know you can listen to all of WMMR's podcasts as well as our live stream on your Alexa-enabled device? It's easy. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program and enjoy more services like unlimited free delivery on all your grocery needs. More exclusive perks like 5% off every day on your favorite O organic or open nature items across the stores and more rewards that never expire. And now enjoy a limited time offer and save up to $5 per pickup order with a Fresh Pass subscription. Start your 30-day free trial today. Visit acmemarkets.com slash Fresh Pass for program details. Service available in select areas. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, let's give something away. Stupid question. We have a pair of tickets to see Brian Regan is going to be playing at the Miller Theater in Center City on January 14th. Uh, here's a bit of information I never knew. What is a female donkey called? A female donkey. Yeah, 215-263-WMMR. I saw a cute, you know, obviously the social media and internet is loaded with cute animal videos. Uh, yes. And I saw a 
donkey playing with a ball. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah I sent it to you. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> that was adorable. <laughs> yeah. That was really... Uh, like, got so excited that the, the, oh. it was a new ball. Yep. Yeah. They're very... They, so They cute. are that way. I've seen a number of videos where... Uh, that you know, like the trainer or a person that they know comes to the edge of the fence and they go nuts, like yeah. running up like a dog would. Very much so. Yeah. That's what it seemed like. Uh, my friend who lives on a farm, she has a donkey, and uh, it it's so nice. Like it, Aww. it's in with like the horses and everything. And sometimes the horses will come over, or sometimes they're doing their own thing. But if you go to the fence, the donkey always comes over. Okay, yeah. I had no idea. We need a show donkey, we do. <laughs> Kathy. There is, and I know you go to Sea Isle. There's a I don't know if you've ever heard of Frog Hollow Donuts, but it's off of the. Uh, uh, it, it, you know, it's on the other side of the, the barrier island, and right next to Frog Hollow is, there's just one donkey, his name's Jimmy. Oh, seriously? And he just kind of hangs out there, and you can go over there, <laughs> oh you're God, not allowed really to feed funny. Jimmy anymore, but I feel bad, I, Jimmy needs a buddy. Well, the used to have a buddy uh, until they introduced Donkey Donuts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they call him Jimmy, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's see uh, whose birthday it is while we're waiting for your answer. Today is the 6th day of January. Oh, and uh, it's a special day for Casey's buddy, Jeff, because it's Howie Long's oh! Howie Long. Howie, <laughs> Howie Long. He made the mistake of saying that he thought Howie Long was attractive, and, yep. then, and, then, and then it all began, right? Yeah. And it was just, it was the right moment around the right guys. Yeah. He was just saying, dude, I, and, and he is. You can't help but say, yeah. you know, Brad Pitt, stunningly good looking right, guy. Yeah, yeah. But he happened yeah. to see Howie Long was on TV. He's like, Howie Long's a great looking yeah, guy. Right. And you guys? Yeah. Okay, Jeff. Everybody. Hey. 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 Who's with me? Right? Hey. <laughs> and forever, hey. Jeff was romantically linked to Howie Long. Oh, my God. Uh, he's 63 <laughs> years old today. Uh, it's also Danny Pinatoro's birthday yes. uh, today from Who's the Boss? <clears throat> what was his character's name? He was, I don't Jonathan. Forget, but he was Jonathan. Jonathan. Yeah, he was, and he was, um, I liked him. A lot of times you got to sell, you know, the kids can be obnoxious mm-hmm. on a show, and he uh, he was good. Well, he ain't a kid anymore. He's 47 today. Wow. And he uh, had some troubles, right? I, I think, no. I mean, no. I thought he did. I just came out did. of the closet. Yeah, yeah. he came out. Yeah. Yeah, that's all. Uh, we also have Norman Reedus of uh, The Walking Dead fame. Uh, he is 54. And, I've, and it's been a few years since I've watched the show, and I watch it till the 10th season, but I, and I've forgotten his character's name. Daryl. Daryl. That's it. One of the pivotal main character, main guys on the show. Well, in the first, you know, his brother was Psycho Psycho, Michael yeah. Rooker. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. With the, ended up with the cut off arm and <laughs> yeah, replaced yeah, him with a yeah. knife and everything. Yeah. So uh, Norman is 54. Uh, Nigella Lawson. We spoke to her. Uh, we did. Just a few months ago. Uh, she is celebrating her 63rd birthday today. Br- uh, British cooking show host and a very beautiful woman as well. Uh, Rowan Atkinson. Great. Uh, Mr. Bean. Uh, Black John- Adder. Johnny English. Yeah. Uh, also in uh, Love Actually. He pops up in uh, in, in some bit. He's in a Bond movie. Uh, he's in ne- uh, Never Say Never Again. No kidding. Yeah, he's very funny. And Johnny English was a riff on Bond, a right? Bond, yeah, a, a yeah. goofball Bond thing, which was uh, pretty fun. He is uh, 68 today. Uh, real quick, I knew there was something with Danny. <laughs> Danny Penetraro? Yes, All right. uh, and it wasn't Troubles. He uh, r- revealed that he had HIV in 2015. Oh! In 2015. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, wow. I forgot that. All right, I wonder how he's doing. Uh, so, uh, hopefully well. Uh, it's also Julie Chen's birthday today. She's been here before. 
uh, host of Big Brother, uh, co-host the early show, married what? to Les Mike Moonves, Moonves yeah. uh, uh, who had to, who was me too out of uh, CBS, right? And uh, yeah, still hosts that Big Brother show. That's the big, that's her thing. And right. are they still married? Yes, they are. She's uh, fifty-three today. Trudy Styler, the wife of Gordon Sumner, also known as Sting. She is an actor, actress, act. Actress and uh, activist. How long is she? Put those two together. How long have they been going together? They, long time. Long time, right? Yeah. She's 69 years old today, but yeah, I, I think they were together when he was in the police, pretty sure. So, so when he's having those six-hour tantric sex uh, marathons, she's the recipient. That is correct. Uh, it's Eddie Redmayne's birthday as well. Great actor. He is great. Uh, Theory of Everything is just such a wonderful movie. The one character I can't. Stand him as though is in the uh, Fantastic Beast. Yeah, yeah. Did you uh, watch the other two? The, the later. Two? I watched the second one. Yeah, they they get better as they, they go. Tap, yeah, they he gets it down. He gets better, and uh, it really starts to become more of a Harry Potter feel of a movie than a Newt Scamander. Kind All of right. Movie. Uh, did anybody see the Danish Girl? I did. Is it good? It is good. I mean, it's a drama. Obviously, it's, it's a heavy drama. It, it is. It's it's um, it's it's pretty good. I'd say. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was he, expecting a little more. He's 41 today. Uh, Kate McKinnon, Saturday Night Live. Uh, just left Saturday Night Live. Yep. Yeah. Uh, incredible comedic performer. Uh, she turns 39 years old today. And she could do straight roles, too. She Absolutely. She was in uh, that movie Bombshell, which yes. she was really good in. And she's an accomplished piano player. Oh, is she a, yeah, a, she a is. piano player? Yeah, yeah. Okay. She's a master piano player. I love people who play the piano. Uh, so happy birthday to Kate McKinnon. And then the last birthday is uh, supermodel Arena Shayek. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Former she... Bradley Cooper or Leo DiCaprio? <laughs> it's uh, Bradley because they still hang out because they are co-parents. That's right. Yes. So she is 37 years old today. Nice <laughs> with the music there. Although, Steve, she might have been with uh, Leo as well. I don't remember. <laughs> I have a feeling that there's Probably a few that point. cross. If, yeah. if you looked at a Venn diagram, <laughs> yes, sure. there's a few that are going to be <laughs> in, a, clearly. in a little circle together. Uh, all right, let's see if we can get an answer to a stupid question. Uh, I don't have any names on the screen here, oh. so we're having some uh, equipment snafus. Okay, hang on. Sure Maybe I connected are. to the wrong uh, thing. thingy. Uh, thingy, thingy. Let's see. Some of our <sighs> monitors. And Casey had to do what uh, we call retake the board. Essentially, it's reboot our uh, the mixing console. Uh, no, no. No. What? Uh, no. And so it's kind of thrown everything off. But but otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to take phone calls at all if he didn't do that. So uh, I'll retake the board. The question uh, is this morning, what is a female donkey called? Uh, 215-263-WMMR, the number. I still don't have anything up. But can I just t- go to a phone line? Yeah. Oh, Marissa brought in. Uh, let me go to, is it line five? Yeah. All right, it's Matt. Let's try this out. Hey, Matt, good morning. Morning. My, all right, Matt, <laughs> nice. All right, Matt, what is a female donkey called? A Jenny. A Jenna. Oh. That is correct, sir. Yes, you got it. Hang on just a second. We'll get your information. I never knew that. They're called a Jenny. Then is a male called a Gump? Uh, <laughs> It's a forest. <laughs> uh, and we're going to set you up with a pair of tickets to see Mr. Brian Regan, and that's on the 14th at the Miller Theater in Center City. And some tickets remaining. go to WMMR.com uh, for more information. Bye-bye, Jenny. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right, we're going to start with uh, a story from the world of Stranger Things. Actor Noah Schnapp 
best known for playing closeted teenager Will Byers on the Netflix show, has officially come out as gay in real life. Uh, he made this uh, revelation through a video on his TikTok. Uh, the 18-year-old shared a video. Uh, the caption read, when I finally told my friends and family I was gay after being scared in the closet <laughs> for 18 years, and all they said was, we know. <laughs> you know, I had the same feeling when he when the yeah, announcement came through. Uh, I, I think I didn't hear he come out because I just assumed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had uh, I've seen many interviews with him, and yeah. and uh, there was a, a way about him that you could hey, tell. He's great. Okay, he, he's he's wonderful, and but uh, I had a feeling that he might have that in common with his yeah. character. The same thing happened with my buddy that we grew up with. Yeah, when he, when he eventually came out after college, we were like, yeah, we yeah. know that we we've known that. And was forever. Uh, was he also very like? Uh, tentative to do it and like oh and and well, like, here's the yeah deal. we like, we knew already man <laughs> he, he I'm pretty sure and I've never talked to him about it afterwards but uh, I'm pretty sure he knew that we knew mm. but you have to remember like, you know I have to remember that like he was also like there all the time like when we said inappropriate things do you know what I mean like right. Um, right. and and so when you hear those things coming out of your friends' mouths was it a, it, a massive it makes, sigh of relief when he found out you guys already sort of knew? Probably. Yeah, Probably. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. I, what, but, what year do you think that was? Uh, that he came out? Yeah. Uh, probably around 98, 99. It was harder then. Yeah. You know, and, and good yeah. for Noah for being able to come out now, um, but it, and I think it is easier now. It's still a very personal thing. Yes. Uh, yeah. even, even nowadays for Noah Schnapp, and it, it can be really difficult, and you might have family members that could be biased or whatever. So. Sure. Yeah, so, but no, you're right about that. I think each year it gets a little less yeah. than, than what it used to be, uh, which is a great thing. He said, you know, uh, what it never was that serious is what he wrote. It, it was never that serious. Quite frankly, will never be that serious. I guess I'm more similar to Will than I thought, he wrote in the caption. Uh, throughout the show's run, Will's sexuality has been a question, specifically when uh, Mike told his friend, and these are little bit of spoiler uh, yeah. thingies, but nothing crazy that ruins the show. He said, Mike told his friend in the heat of an argument, it's not my fault you don't like girls. Uh, and that's when they started to really, that started to come forward in the uh, uh, in the plot line. Uh, Tom Hanks doesn't have a problem with Nepo babies. In fact, the Forrest Gump star says that uh, entertainment is a family business. How does he feel about Necco wafers? Uh, I, they didn't ask him in this particular okay. interview, but I got to believe he can he take them it. from time to yeah, time. Yeah. Uh, but leave it to Tom Hanks to put things so succinctly right. and frame things right. So he spoke with Reuters on Wednesday about the issue of nepotism uh, when he was asked about having his four kids in the industry. He said, look, this is a family business. He said, this is what we've been doing forever. It's what all our kids grew up in. If we were a plumbing supply business or if we ran the floor shop down the street, the whole family would be putting in time at some point, even if it was just inventory at the end of the year. And he said, doesn't matter what our last names are. We have to do the work in order to make that a true and authentic experience for the audience. So the bottom line is, I think he's saying is, look, if, if you're my son, but you're a lousy actor, it's, it's not going to work. The investors are not going to support your stuff. Yeah, uh, Colin Hanks was really good in um, the, the Godfather series on a and E. I didn't see it. He played yeah. a studio executive who's a guy you kind of hate through 70% of it, and then he kind of turns around and becomes a guy you think is awesome. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. Because every character, not, he's not the level of his dad, but every character I've seen him play has always been kind of a likable guy. Yes, you not know? this. So I want to yeah, see yeah, that yeah, then, yeah. for sure. Is that in uh, The Offer? Uh, the Offer, okay, yes, cool. uh, on A&E. All right. Bam Margera was actually pronounced dead 
during his December 2022 hospitalization, according to him. He told uh, Steve-O on his latest episode of the Wild Ride podcast that he had, quote, a gnarly case of no, uh, COVID and his body was shutting down when he was admitted to the hospital last month. He said, I went into four Caesar seizures, each one lasting 10 to 20 minutes. On the fourth one, I bit my tongue so hard that it had nearly fallen off. I got so swollen and puffy that it wouldn't fit in my mouth, and I was drinking the infected blood, which gave me pneumonia as well. He added that he was ultimately pronounced dead before being intubated on December 8th. He woke up five days later and stayed in the hospital for an additional three. So maybe he stopped breathing, or I, I don't know what. Uh, and also announced uh, on that podcast is he's going to go on tour with Steve-O. It's just for like five or six dates or something. I was so lines. happy yeah. to see that. Yep. So happy. And I, I, I you know, uh, commented on the Instagram post uh, because uh, Steve-O really, we had him in the studio just recently. I mean, this is one of his buds and he really cares and has been looking for the entree into... Getting it again in his sphere and and helping Bam turn it around because Bam was essential to turning Steve O around. I gotta believe if those two stay close, yes, like like, like really close, right? Like being together all the time, I gotta. That has to be nothing but a good experience for Bam. You see how Steve O is? I mean, you remember where he was and where he is now? It's yeah. amazing. I don't know if it's enough to turn his life around, but it certainly would be have some positive effect. I would think. You yeah. Know? Yeah, uh, so. yeah. I think it's important for him to be around like-minded people and uh, in, and uh, see that uh, somebody is having success, uh, sober success. Yeah, and especially somebody who was in a similar situation. Uh, somebody in, who was as gnarly as you were. Yeah, yes. and and not just in the in the drug uh, and party realm, but also just the the weirdness of those understands the, the world. You yes, know what I mean? yeah, and just yep. the, the the bizarreness of that jackass crew. So. Uh, we're hoping good things for Bam. We'd love to talk to him soon, see how he's feeling. Uh, Ireland Baldwin uh, appears to be having a baby girl. A little pig. <laughs> <laughs> she referred. <laughs> hey, you... <laughs> I'm going to get you to see the little pig. You want to talk to Grandpa? Hi, little pig. <laughs> uh, she referred to the unborn baby by using female pronouns in a recent Instagram story where the model said... If one more person asks me to send a picture of my bum to them, I'm going to lose my mind because I don't have one. My child is so deeply nestled in there, and I'm tall, and there's just uh, a lot of room for her. She's like six there. one, so I mean, she's she's really tall. The fact that she used the term "her" yeah. to refer to the baby has got uh, all the tongues wagging about. What sex the little pig is going to be? She was funny during the roast of, of uh, Alec Baldwin. She brought that up. What, and, do you remember the line? I, d- I didn't. Basically, see she said, "Now she could kick his ass." Yeah, so, the little yeah. piggy. Yeah, yeah, come yeah. home. Oh, for the actual <laughs> call. Yeah, yeah. You're a rude little pig. Yeah. Uh, Whitney Carson uh, from Dancing with the Stars has another baby on the way. She revealed the sex of her second child in an Instagram video on Wednesday. She and husband Carson McAllister. Are already parents to two-year-old Leo, so they got a little baby dancer. How many? Up. So it's like um, Survivor because there's 240 seasons of Survivor, but it hasn't been on for 240 <laughs> years. So uh, how many seasons of? Dancing I would say you? it's it's over 23. I yeah. think I think 23 is the number that pops in my head. It seems like they were doing at one point, and I'm probably wrong, but it seemed like they were doing two of those they, a year. At yes. one point, they did. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
31. 31. 31. Wow. Okay. Come on. All right, so uh, this is my last baby story, I believe, and then we'll move on to some other things. But uh, Love is Blind alum. Love. Jessica Batten and her husband, Ben McGrath, are expecting their first child together. So are, were they both on Love is Blind? I don't know. I would that, That's what you would assume, I right? I hope, right? You, you want to hope that there's right. real love in this story. By the way, that's... Your wife is into that show, right? I, yes. yes. <laughs> Another one of those. <laughs> Uh, she wrote on Instagram Thursday, uh, New Year, same me, new mom. Well, so what's the, the premise? I have only seen uh, uh, promos for it. They're, they're literally unable to see each other. Yeah, they're, they can't see each other, and it, and it drags on for days. Right. They have this courtship. Right. And then, like, they'll propose. Mm-hmm. Without ever seeing each other, and then they meet each other, and then they take it from is there. is the are they basically required to propose? Or, I don't know. Okay, yeah. I try not to know. Uh, but I, here's the deal: I'm looking at pictures. They're good looking. So what the not fuck always. does it even matter? No, are they? Uh, well, no, they're, they're, they're not certainly always. not average. Okay, you know what's that, Nick? They're not always good looking. I mean, yeah. and, and they might not find the other person attractive too. Um, yeah, and and Steve like. Yes, it's reality and it's sculpted reality and all the things that you hate. But there are occasionally like interesting characters, so you sort of get attached to their storylines. Right. Watches too? Uh, no, I'm I'm in the same boat as Preston. My girlfriend watches it, so <laughs> right. therefore, when it's on TV, you catch collateral. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. What's that line in? Uh, uh, Pulp Fiction, my, my girlfriend's a vegetarian, which pretty makes me a vegetarian. <laughs> you know? And that's how I feel about shows like this. You're spot on. You you pick up this residual yeah. leftover yeah. stuff and somehow no, she's pretty stunning. I'm looking at some photos on her Instagram account. And he's a good so. looking guy, too. Yeah, so well, they got, uh, they got a baby on the way. Uh, this comes out about four months after the couple eloped at a courthouse in Santa Barbara, California. All right, uh, Jeremy Renner. Has his family by his side in the ICU last week following the, the snowplow accident. Uh, an Instagram story that was posted yesterday showed him getting a scalp massage from his sister in a video. Steve and I were watching it. Was it was great to see that. Yeah, he looks happy, as happy as you can be yeah. in that situation. But his eyes are so swollen. Yeah, yeah. He looks like Rocky. He does, yeah. Uh, after, you know, the end of the, the first movie, uh, just uh, eyes. Hey, you want me to snowplow your abuse, too? <laughs> can, you, you? can you see with your eyes like that, even? Cut me, Mick. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go out and shovel. So he wrote, I see you, spa I see moment. You. To lift my spirits. Thank you, Mama. Thank you, Sister. Thank you for all of your love. <laughs> and he was joking. And, and what you... I mean, what he encountered, what he endured was yeah. pretty dramatic. Yeah. And yeah. that he's uh, making jokes and in good spirits is wonderful. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, three months after it was released, the FIFA 23... Uh, players have just uncovered a series of Easter eggs that feature Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney. Really? Yeah, yes. it's great. Uh, so the Hollywood legends own National League side Wrexham AFC, which was included in FIFA 22 via the, quote, rest of the world category and returned for the 2023 edition. However... Uh, Reynolds and McElhenney themselves also appear to offer some good-natured barbs, according to Rob. Rob starts it off in one Easter egg uh, talking about uh, Premier League side Liverpool during a pregame message. He said, well, this is a special club. This is a big club versus a very small club. And then Ryan says, a giant club versus a minuscule improvisational version of a football club before revealing they were actually talking about Liverpool. Uh, another takes place as Wrexham takes on EFL League. Uh, Two-side Stockport County 
who were promoted ahead of Wrexham at the end of last season. And Rob says, well, this is one of our main rivals from our first season as co-chairman of the club. And then Ryan says, yeah, they got promoted over us last season. Still a little bit bitter about that, but feel free But feel free to deliver Stockport County 31 flavors of humiliation and don't hold back. Uh, they shared the news on Twitter, and Rob uh, went on to deny that they were insulting Liverpool. He said, just good-natured barb between two massive clubs. Uh, it's yet to be revealed if there are any other Easter eggs uh, featuring Rob and Ryan. It's an incredibly popular game. I, 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 and I assume they're doing a second season of... Welcome to Wrexham, right? Yes, they are. Yeah. Uh, last year, it was confirmed uh, FIFA 23 had the series' most successful launch ever. Uh, it is the final installment in the long-running football video game series, which is set to be renamed EA Sports FC. Wow. Your microphone just died. Uh, oh, okay. he has It's gone. So nothing on that side of the board. Come on over, guys. The water's warm. <laughs> Mine's not either. Steve? Kathy, what happened? It's me and you. Come on over, guys. Kathy will share. (laughs) Welcome to the Steve and Kathy show. (laughs) What the hell happened? What about the guest mics? I I can hear you. Oh, really? Yeah, you guys can't hear yourselves? No, I can't hear myself at all. Yeah, and we can't hear you guys. No, I can't hear you. I can hear Kathy. Her voice is beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. Yours is too. Thank you. I hear you now. All right, I have a mic over here. other ones. But I wonder if our listeners, Casey is in the other room, He's saying so that they can hear us fine. What's that? I'm on a different mic. Hi, hi, hello, hello. Testing one, two, three. Move, move the guest okay. mic. What did they I do? In, what did they do in here yesterday? Oh, they did something. Right? No, 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 no. So the the board, as I said at the beginning of this break, we had to quote unquote, we had to reboot the the board. Uh, as I was sitting there talking about this story, everything went off. Yeah, and then it came right back on. As soon as it came back on, uh, the microphone stopped working. So that's. I know, really but I weird. feel like this usually happens after they do like a little work in here. Or something. Well, when we go away on vacation, however, when we came back, was, uh, everything was fine. It was good. Yeah. Were there people in here yesterday? I don't um, know. That's what I was asking. I always look to see which one of my figures has been rearranged. Or and that's it, how I know. Try that microphone. I was here until five o'clock last yeah, night, and nobody was ever here. All right. All right. So it's a gremlin. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit a button here. All oh. right. Uh, nope. 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 So uh, I'm hearing it's still the same. Right. Like a residual hum now. Same. Okay. All right. Well, anyhow, while uh, so, these guys are wiring mics, and want me to get my like ratchet that, set? No, no, no. Right. I can uh, I can go through a little bit more. So they're going to rename FIFA 23 uh, EA Sports FC uh, from next year, following the end of EA's <laughs> partnership with FIFA. So they get this is so weird. You've got the largest collection of microphones of any broadcaster. It's like when they used to do the old uh, the the coverage. You know, with the there'd be like ninety microphones with mic flags in front of the people. All right, hang on a second. Uh, Casey's getting the mic. Uh, One, two, two. Yeah, it works. Okay, where am I? Am I hanging this in Preston's thingy? No, that's for you. I have a mic. Everyone gets a mic. All right, Preston's got a mic. All right, everybody. You get a mic. Oh, Nick. Why don't you share? share? Here's, uh, just real quick, I want to peel back the curtain. Um, The, uh, apparently, the live stream was... uh, activated last night at like midnight or something oh. like that, which uh, talking to Kyle, there's like two different like hoops that need to be jumped through, right? One of those hoops needs to be done in this like suite, in so this somebody, building. That's right? what I was saying. Somebody had to have been in here last night. Also, uh, I have this little li- bank of library music. Uh, right. And in the one bank, I always have one thing typed up here. It's We call them dialing mixes. Right. When I came in here this morning, dialing mixes weren't up. Uh, it was uh, some weird, random, like, group. So somebody was in here. 
Let's okay. Go. All right. Yeah. Came in at night. We. I, I'm going to buy some security cameras. Maybe it's just because I watched Enola uh, Holmes the other day, but I changed your dialing mix because I had to edit the best of. Oh. So I don't. So I will change it back to dialing mix next time. Okay. What does that have to do with Enola Holmes? Because uh, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. And she just signed a big contract with Netflix. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she did? Yeah, she did. Congratulations. Congratulations. It's called a, a new series called Studio Gremlin. Okay. Uh, I have another story, Casey. This is one I teased. Yay! That, that I think that you will appreciate. Let I have a microphone. Uh, it is taking Nick, a- you just have to sit this one out. You can, if you, you can if, use mine. If something important comes up, just yell. All right. Because we know you're yeah. loud. Yeah. Um, you could Lennon and McCartney it on one mic. Yeah? Yeah. All right, may I? I, I want to share the story. I'm excited to see how Casey oh, reacts. All right, all right. All right. So it's taken over 40 years to get a sequel. 42 years, actually. But Mel Brooks's hilarious film, History of the World Part 1, uh, will have its sequel. Ah. So it hit theaters in 1981, uh, and the aptly named History of the World Part 2 is finally set for release, Casey. Okay, you know, I saw this the other day, so it is really going to happen. Is it going to have the things like Hitler on Ice and Jews in Space? It remains to be seen. So okay. Th- so to get the excitement rolling, Hulu has just released several first-look images ahead of its release this spring. The long-awaited sequel will be, will be actually, Casey, an eight-part series oh. instead of a film like the original. All right, so that actually... She is better for it because I think um, there was a magic to the first way, but now you can actually take each episode yeah. and focus on one point in history. My brother got me that for Christmas one year. Uh, you know, it was on VHS. I had never even heard of it before. He's like, "You didn't? You didn't even hear of it?" I'm like, "No," and I didn't know what to expect, so I, I didn't know it was just a series of of um, basically vignettes. skits, vignettes, yeah. if you will. Yeah, I will tell you this. I think like uh, uh, Spaceballs and History of the World are, I love them. But they are in, in Mel Brooks' catalog. They're lesser films, you mm-hmm. know, and then they're ones that became lesser than these, like Men in Tights and the, the Dracula movie that he did. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but but these were still pretty damn funny. It's oh, funny, like being, yeah, because years ago I had uh, yeah. Listen, I I didn't really know what I was doing on the right. air, and and I just wanted to say how much I love Spaceballs and I proclaim that Spaceballs was the greatest movie of all time. And it was something that you guys had like really harped on for like many, many years. In fact, it probably still comes up. But like, I think I like History of the World Part 1 way more than Spaceballs. Spaceballs. Wow, okay. So the series will feature a variety of sketches that take place throughout the span of history. The new series will star uh, Mel Brooks himself alongside Wanda Sykes, Nick Kroll, and Ike Barinholtz. Very nice. Nice group of people. We gotta get Ike Barinholtz back on because uh, if they're, you know, I'd like to hear uh, what happened on set and all that stuff. Yeah. He's, he's a great guest. So, uh, though the details regarding the uh, varied segments are currently under wraps, the series will take viewers <clears throat> to such time periods as the building of the pyramids, through the uh, Civil War, and, of course, beyond. The original film also featured Brooks in several different roles and showed such situations as a sexually frustrated caveman, a chase through ancient Rome, and a musical Spanish Inquisition. Uh, the original film was never intended, uh, there, there never intended to be a sequel. It was based on Sir Walter Raleigh's The History of the World, Volume 1. Though, though the, that's from that. <laughs> yes. Though the first film did include a teaser for a possible sequel, such as what Casey was talking about, Hitler on Ice and Jews in Space. But it's unclear whether the, either of those sketches will come to fruition. Uh, Brooks wrote and directed the first film and also serves as writer and executive producer on the sequel series. Now, some of the first-look images do 
seem to nod to the original Casey and maybe well this is this is where the tease might come in with uh, Hitler on ice and so on the images of there's an image of Sykes Barinholt and Krolts standing in front of an ice rink while doing commentary could that be them commenting on Hitler's triple axel maybe okay uh, another image shows Barinholtz as uh, Trotsky pointing in a particularly festive piece or to a festive piece of communist propaganda that features some cheerful proletarians surfing on a crimson wave and also another shows uh, Sykes as Shirley Chisholm, the mm. first black candidate from a major party running for president of the United States, doing a dance number. And then the final uh, first look shows Kroll pushing a cart for a delivery service called Putz Mates. <laughs> and he's delivering mud pies to Russian revolutionaries. Oh so uh, I hope that they all had a hand in writing as well. Yeah. Because that would be good. Yep. Uh, I love the Spanish Inquisition so much. Uh, like, I knew it and probably still do know it all by heart. But mm-hmm. uh, so when I was... Uh, can I... Real quick story. Uh, when I was in high school, I visited my brother in college and he went to Ursinus and they had this thing called the Mr. Ursinus pageant. Right. My, my my buddy, my brother's buddy, uh, they had like a, a talent section, and for his talent, he did the Steve Martin uh, King Tut. Right. All right. So, fast forward like four years later, when I'm a senior, I'm like just. Um, I, I want to do the Spanish. Like, I want to be a Mr. Ursinus. You have to be nominated, <laughs> okay. right? A sorority has to. And, and I was going to do the Spanish Inquisition, and I never got nominated. Oh, no. Nobody oh. nominated. I was like, what in the actual F? And I, I was like, did I you, just. Yeah. Did you try to campaign for it at all? Or uh, you I were don't just mean, hoping? Uh, no. I just, I, I guess I was just hoping, okay. you know? Um, but I. That one of the girls would. Yeah, I thought like I would get nominated. I, you know, I, I, I thought I was a shoe in to win the contest because it wasn't about like you know who's the Looks. biggest buff is. Yeah, it wasn't right, yeah. that. It was you know more about like who's got the best show, spirit right. and fun, spirit, yeah, and all that stuff. And Hot. I didn't get nominated. Aww. Should I we? I know. Make I, his dream come yeah. true. I think so. yeah. No, I didn't. No, I'm too old now. You don't You're want to what? Yeah, I'm too old for it now. Okay, all right. Well, that's mm. it. Mel Brooks was probably older than you when he did it. Yeah, you're probably right. right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I'll do it, but. But only if Kathy does the swimming uh, portion <laughs> right. of the synchronized, that's right. yeah. synchronized swimming. Is there? Yes. Yes, there is. The nuns. Yeah. Bring in the nuns. Yes. It's so great. It's a tribute to uh, Busley, Busby Berkeley, who yep. used to have all those water movies. Yep. All right. Uh, moving on, a couple more quick stories. Uh, Leslie Jones will be the first guest host of The Daily Show when the comedy series returns from hiatus during the week of January 17th. Uh, E! News reports that the aforementioned Wanda Sykes will be one. Uh, D.L. Hewley, uh, uh, Chelsea Handler, and Sarah Silverman uh, Silverman will uh, take the reins behind the desk at some point during the season. Uh, Vince McMahon plans to return to the WWE. You knew that was going to happen. He retired last year amid a misconduct probe and still controls the company through his ownership of Class B shares. The founder of former and former CEO informed the WWE Board of Directors that he plans to name himself executive chairman of the company and former executives uh, George Berrios and Michelle Wilson as new board members. So that's going to happen at some point. You're fired! And then the uh, final bit of news, Saturday Night Live will kick off the new year with Aubrey Plaza and Michael B. Jordan. Nice. Uh, The White Lotus and Emily the Criminal Star will host the series premiere on January 21st, and the Creed actor will headline the January 28th episode. I love Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, did you watch uh, uh, Emily the Criminal? I ended up watching it. Uh, No, but I I definitely want to see it, and it's very dramatic, and it's. it's, I understand she turns in a great performance. She does. Yeah. 
All right, uh, it's Friday. Can we play the Friday movie? Yes, as a matter of fact, we can. Our our studio's falling apart. If you just tuned in, uh, we're having (laughs) microphone issues. Nick doesn't... Hey, Nick, how you doing over there? Pretty good. No, 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 no. Turn it and try it now. How about this? Yay! Marissa rigged up uh, microphones for us, but they are not the microphones we usually use, and they're halfway across the studio. The equipment may be falling apart, but aesthetically, the room itself is glorious. Stop it. That's falling apart, too. There are literally things falling off of the walls. They're popping off the wall now, the metal strips. You know, and for half all this happening... On meatball and meatloaf day, I know, I know. Yeah. it's an affront. Yeah, to well, various listen, meats. It, it it balances the we we have this great thing with the meatballs and meatloaf coming, yeah. and then we have to balance it with some negative. Right. I'm embarrassed. So, but it is. Mm. It's what's happening. All right, so here we go. Opening this weekend are Megan, so- horror sci-fi starring Allison Williams, Violet McGraw, and Ronnie Chang. Uh, Megan is a marvel of artificial intelligence, a lifelike doll programmed to be a child's greatest companion and a parent's greatest ally. Designed by brilliant toy company roboticist Gemma, or Gemma, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, Megan can listen and watch and learn as she becomes a friend and teacher, playmate and protector. The child is she uh, that she is bought for the child that she's bonded to. Uh, when Gemma suddenly becomes a the caretaker of her orphaned eight year old niece Katie, uh, Gemma's unsure and prepared to be a parent. Under intense pressure at work, Gemma decides to pair her Megan prototype with Katie in an attempt to resolve both problems, a decision that will have unimaginable consequences. Uh, so it's an hour and 42 minutes long. Rated PG-13. Why release today gets a big score with Rotten Tomatoes at 95%. Oh, that's yep. pretty amazing. Wow. People are saying that, Nick, you were pointing out that you were laughing that uh, it has a ton of knowing humor in it, yeah, and it is in fact very funny as well as horrifying. Good, because it looks like uh, yeah. there's a lot of tongue in cheek and and humor involved that way. So I'm glad that it is actually funny. All right, here is the next movie, The Old Way. It's a western and action film. It stars Nicolas Cage, Ryan Kira Armstrong, and Clint Howard. Colton Briggs is a cold-blooded gunslinger turned respectable family man. When an outlaw and his gang put Colton and his family in peril, Colton is forced to take up arms with an unlikely partner, his 12-year-old daughter. In this action-filled film that builds toward its fateful showdown with pulse-pounding suspense, it is run running time is an hour and 35 minutes, rated R in theaters today, streaming January 13th. Uh, it gets a Rotten Tomato score at 36%. Yeah, so not so great. All right, um, clips. I don't have no we idea. Do we do We got you. Bro. All right, a college professor and his family's comfortable suburban life is upended when a nearby chemical leak causes the airborne toxic event in white noise. Here, star Adam Driver explains why this movie feels so applicable today. Right. Things that are really well made, I feel like, are always relevant. You know, death of a salesman is always relevant. You know, sweet sell- smell of success is always, you know, uh, relevant. I think this book is it's specific and, and well-crafted, well-written, so it'll always be, I think, relevant, for, you know, about a big you know, idea. I don't, I, don't wanna, I don't think I want to see it. Yeah, White. I gave up on it. Uh, White Noise is now out on Netflix, yeah? 
I gave it uh, the old good old college try. Uh, I couldn't. I couldn't. It just was the pacing sucked ass. Oh, really? Yeah. It sucked Why did they say ass. that in the promo? I yeah. just, I had a real problem with the pacing. And, and, uh, oh, is this you know, the Noah Baumbach movie? Yes. Yeah. So he's a little off. It's what like, has he done that I would maybe? I don't have know, heard but it, like if you know how like if you don't like a Wes Anderson movie, you really don't like a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah, it's yeah. got a it's got a certain style to it. Very much that. Okay. Yeah, and so Noah Baumbach's movies are the, are the same way. They're really arty, Casey. Okay. okay. So like you have you have to either be enormously patient or. <laughs> it's not yeah, no patience. Yeah, or immobile. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Get right. out of the chair. Here's the next clip. Hold on. There we go. There we go. Sorry the the hand that I use <laughs> to turn the volume up and down is now six inches out of my reach uh, to to the uh, the fader here. So I'm doing what I can. Bear with us. If you just tune in, we're all over the place today. We're having time. We're problems. okay. All right. <laughs> A group of workers on a remote Scottish oil rig are due to return to the mainland when a mysterious fog cloaks them in the rig. Mm. In this clip, star Emily Hampshire discusses being part of a collective on set. Hit it! Being an actor is like going to going away to camp, and you are in this bubble of that world, and you're suddenly instant friends with mm-hmm. the new people you meet, And but you will be going away. Mm-hmm. And if you've done it enough, you know that you have to be okay with yeah. that. Oh, shut up, woman. The rig is out today on Amazon Prime Video. I think I want to see that. There you go. All right, that's uh, that's the entertainment report for you this morning. All right, so, yeah, if you just tuned in uh, out of nowhere in this segment, um, our microphones stopped working. Uh, at least three of them did, which is really weird. Mine... Casey's and Nick's, and as I look on the on the board here, the mixing console, like they're they're not even next to each other. It's not. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. So anyhow, so we've had to switch over to these guest microphones, which actually are across the room, and uh, it puts me in a very bizarre. Uh, like I'm now. You're facing, your own guest. I'm facing <laughs> away from Steve. Just take this. Take that, and I'll, I'll figure it out. Uh, okay, we'll, yeah. we'll try and figure this out. Yeah. So now I got a handheld mic. Like, and now you have your own mic stand blocking you. Yeah, yeah. all right, I got to move <laughs> this. You know, for a while, though, Preston, you were moving things around, and I thought you guys could do synchronized mic stands. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it's all oh, they move around, and it's it's amazing. That's true. But now I feel like uh, I feel like a, a nightclub host yeah, yeah, or something yeah. like that. I'm holding my microphone. <laughs> What's your name? Where are you folks from? You guys look fabulous. Today. Hey, give, pretty, hey, give yourselves a round of applause. Hey. This morning. Yeah. You guys look lovely. You look wonderful. Yeah. Y'all look so lovely today. <laughs> All right, uh, so we're going to try and figure this out. Uh, we'll, I'm sure, calls to Rodney <laughs> have already been placed, but uh, we will take a quick break and see if we can work this stuff out. We... <laughs> <laughs> where, where are you folks from? Yeah. Uh, we do have a couple of guests on the show this morning joining us on the program this morning. It'll be Dr. Vincent Nurse Natalie, the doctor nurse who received another revived another fan of the Eagles Saints game on Sunday. Keep going. I, I can segue it. into so that. Thank you, thank you. It's wonderful to see you guys here. Um, so uh, I took the bartender's waitress and we'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us for the President's Team Show this morning. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast, 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. I just realized the poetry of this moment because (laughs) while we were spending, there was like 30 seconds left and we're we're getting the microphones and trying to rewire everything. I took a video behind the scenes in the studio. While we were doing that, the song Under Pressure was (laughs) from Queen. It was an accident. So it all comes down. down. 
like that. So, yeah. Um, so all now right. all the original mics work? Yeah, the mics are working Welcome now. Welcome back. So I had to unplug. Marissa went and, and got all these XLR cables and unhooked our guest microphones and rehooked them up and wired them over to uh, the, the main microphones. Uh, we're trying to untie knots and, and all this stuff. Our that pets' was heads are falling off. Our pets' heads, heads were falling off, off during that segment. And we come back on the air, and then Casey plugs one thing yeah. in, and they all work again. So <laughs> I, it was, I, I was like, oh, I can unplug this because my mic doesn't even work. And when I unplugged it, <laughs> we heard I it. actually heard the pop. I was like, well, that shouldn't be the okay. case. Okay. All right. Well, we all, hey, we all work together. Hey! Our pets' heads are falling off. Uh, I don't know if the other things that weren't working will work. We'll have to see. It looks like the Vox Pro is still not working, Case. So no, it's not. We'll worry about that in it, a little bit. Okay. Listen, we, we're making lemon. Uh, what are we doing? We're making lemon lemonade. Out of lemonade. <laughs> no, the other Meatballs way. out of yeah. meat. Strike we're going that. backwards. Yeah. And reverse it. We're making meatballs out of meat. All right. Or meatloaf out of <laughs> meatballs. meatballs. Meatloaf out of meatballs. Yes. You do yeah. Oh, uh, we're going to have... Nick's mom's meatloaf uh, a little bit later on. Kathy hates meatloaf. <laughs> Casey hates meatloaf. We're Here's try the deal. To bring I wonder if Kathy, if we were to... Make love? Yes. Yes. Uh, ew. Ew. That is beyond Would ew. you rather do that or eat meatloaf, Kathy? <laughs> I will eat the whole loaf. <laughs> the whole thing is uh, uh, Kathy loves meatballs. Yeah. And we're like, uh, even though they may be... Uh, seasoned differently, they're very, very similar. Meatballs. They're not. But I'm wondering if we cut them up a little bit, and if she could even tell the difference. Oh, if, why don't you do that? Put them on side two different side. plates. Blind two different plates. Yes. Yeah. yes. Okay. Two different uh, plates, and I'll tell you. I'll gore out your eyes with a pen. No, no, <laughs> you don't. Ha- you could just put a blindfold. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes yeah. way more sense. Oh, I wish I like you could that. see afterwards. All right, yeah. we'll try that later on. Stick, stick around for the exciting conclusion. Yeah, make sure you call up all your relatives <laughs> of Meatloaf Friday. Meatloaf Meatball Friday. I know, uh, I know one person who's excited. My Me? mom. Oh. Yeah. yeah, well, Steve, too. Yeah. But I, I talked to my mom yesterday, and for whatever reason, she was like, she's very concerned that Steve likes it. And I was like, no, Steve really likes your cooking. My mom yeah, is a I good do. cook. She's a good cook. And, and she's made the meatballs for us before, so um, this time around, it was mostly so uh, Catholic could try them. But my mom was like, make, make sure that Steve likes them. And I was like, I'm pretty sure he's going to be all right with it. So well, I don't want to offend Kathy's that floozy you sit next to. Really. <laughs> but I don't want to offend you, Betsy, so yeah. just know that I don't like meatloaf. Well, that, that, yes. I was thinking the Found same that. thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she won't take it personally. Okay, good. All right, we'll dive further into the meatloaf subject in a little while. But uh, I want to talk about something else because later on this morning, we're going to have Dr. Vincent and Nurse Natalie on. They were the ones at uh, the link who revived a person who was in, we assume, cardiac arrest. Uh, And uh, it just so happened that that Dr. Vincent was dressed in his mummer's outfit at the time, (laughs) face painted, sunglasses, the whole thing. But one of the interesting parts of the story, they haven't identified who the patient is, uh, but apparently after that person was revived, Dr. Vincent said the first thing out of his mouth was, what's the score of the game? Uh-huh. Right. is the first thing that comes out of his mouth. And it kind of got us on a, on a chat last night of, uh, have you ever, have you ever yourself uh, passed out or been incapacitated like that? And you came to and you said something odd that was the first thing out of mouth or your mouth. Or if there are medical professionals or, or EMTs or anybody that works as a first responder that has seen someone wake up. And then the first thing they say after they're revived. They got, yeah. They've got to hear stuff like that constantly. I remember, I was thinking back when I passed out. Yeah. Um, I gave myself that basal, vagal, what do they call it? But you uh, didn't remember waking up. Kathy, right? I, mm. I only remember a pause. And I remember standing here and all of you looking at me. <laughs> and um, and then I was like, I'm 
why am I not able to get a handle on the on the timeline here? Uh, but but so I, and none of what had happened. I passed out. Uh, I was coughing. I'm, none of that is in my memory. So uh, yeah. to, to come out, I of know it, it. You the first thing you said coming out of it was your name because that's why I was asking you. Oh, okay, Stephen Michael Morrison. That's right. Yes. Did you say the full name? Yeah. Uh, did he give me a confirmation name? I picked Paul because <laughs> I like the Beatles. Paul uh, when Nick passed out in the main studio, the first thing he said when he woke up, I think, was, uh, "I love the spaghetti di- mid dish at Rosalie Restaurant." <laughs> that's right. You remember correctly? Yes. Yeah, and I didn't want to get a plug in. Yeah. I was, you know, that was not. He said, I never had cockles before, but yeah. it was in my spaghetti at Rosalie. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Here, so I've passed out a couple of times, and I always think when I wake up that I didn't actually pass out. Like, I, I, I feel like I have I was going to, but I didn't. And each time they're like, no, you were out, you passed out. Uh, that's what I had. I, you, you, I would have thought you were lying, but there was enough evidence to suggest that I had passed out. But, like, I, I remembered. So so the one that I remember um, specifically was when I was with my brother when they when they gave him his cancer diagnosis. Right. And uh, I passed out. Yeah. They, they gave, yeah, and, and, and you were I passed, overwhelmed. Wait, so I so they have me laid out on the the bed in your the brother doctor. has cancer. My brother has testicular cancer. <laughs> I'm now laid out on uh, the bed, and I wake up, and I he's over me holding my hand, and he goes, and I look at him, I go, "Are you okay?" And he starts laughing. He goes, "Are you okay?" Oh man, uh, I, I it's never happened to me. I, I don't remember any words that either I've said after. Fainting is said, or, or seen anyone, but I, that there's a story. Uh, there was a guy at my high school, Casey. You've been to my high school. I have football stadium there, uh, and there's a road that goes behind the stadium, goes between the junior high and the high school. And uh, there was a fateful morning. Oh. Uh, this guy, Dave Reduzzi, uh the doozer, the doozer, uh, was was t- was on the way to school, uh, and and he went tearing down that road behind the stadium. Something happened. He got out of control. The car flips around and slammed into the stadium. I was wow. supposed to see this, but we there's didn't, still a, there's still a chunk of like, we didn't the have time. We needed to get to our next thing, but uh, yeah, but Steve wanted to show me where he crashed into the. Uh, so he hit the stadium. Uh, it flips over into this area that's off the road, and there's smoke billowing up and everything. And my friend Howard, my best friend at the time, was the first one over to the car, and Doozer <laughs> apparently was passed out, and then he. Leans over, he, he opened up his eyes, he spit blood out, and and my buddy oh, no. Howard, his nickname was H. Right. And the first thing out of his mouth was, morning, H. <laughs> 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 I think it was our senior year. So, Jeez. yeah, that was a yeah. that was a classic first words. I uh, I had an uh, appendectomy in France. I've told you guys this story before, and uh, I was 14 years old, and my French was not very strong when it happened. My French is, is okay now. Um, but uh, you were wearing a beret that said "rusty." Right? <laughs> I was, yeah. Uh, no, but I mean, you know, you guys have heard the story. But I, I passed out in the yeah, Eiffel Tower. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was really ill, and I was uh, fourteen. Traumatic. And uh, so I woke up from uh, right after the operation. And if you, uh, appendicitis is one of those, it's very strange. Uh, it's really, really painful, and the pain is, is internal. And when the appendix was removed, I felt that that pain had disappeared, right? Yeah, yeah. So I had just had surgery and been cut open, but the pain of the appendicitis was gone. And I, I asked the doctor in French, I said, c'est fini? And that means, is, is it finished? Yeah. And I was only 14. And I was like, looking back on them, I was like, 
But that was the first and only thing that I said, Steve, and then I, I passed right back out and I woke up like six or seven hours later from the, uh, you know, the anesthesia. This is from Bob from uh, Paulsboro. He says, when I was an EMT, I, I hit a guy with Narcan. He came around. The first thing he said was, Batman? <laughs> <laughs> because you're... That level of oh. of disorientation. That's great. Y- yeah. Uh, here's another one. That says got knocked out during a motocross race. Was out three minutes. Woke up. First thing I asked is, "Where's my bike?" Ran across the track and finish. No. Wow. Uh, paramedics came and found me in the pits to check me for a concussion, and they cleared me uh, for the second uh, wow. moto. Uh, so. wow. they, they clearly would not have recommended that he finish that. Yeah, I guess maybe he just got up just and bolted. Went, yeah. Uh, after that, there are a number of texts that are calling him. Uh, where was this one? All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to some uh, some calls, by the way. 215-263-WMMR if you want to share your story about uh, first things said after coming to. I'm going to go to Steve. Hey, Steve, morning. Good morning. What's up, buddy? Nothing much. You guys rock. Thank oh! you. All right, so what was your situation? Where Did you get knocked out? No, I had to go in for emergency surgery. I ruptured an artery. Ooh. Nice. Okay. They made me take everything out, my tongue ring, nipple ring, everything. So the first thing I screamed when I came out of anesthesia was, Oh, my nipples! <laughs> oh, my nipples! You had to get them re-pierced? No, I, I, thankfully they didn't close up. But okay, but you were you were concerned. <laughs> oh, I'm glad yeah. that's what you were worried about after your artery burst. Uh-huh. Hey, I mean, uh, <laughs> listen, it's it's important. Okay. I, I get you. I get you. All right, thanks, man. I appreciate it. My nipples are very sensitive. Uh, in the movie, I know he's not. He doesn't uh, get knocked out or anything like that. But in the movie, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Every time that uh, George Clooney's character wakes up, right, the first thing he says is. My hair. <laughs> it's like every time. It's like, uh-huh. My hair. <laughs> uh, let me see. I'm going to go to uh, Kim. Hi, Kim. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Kim? Uh, so I had, uh, in college, donated blood, which I had done before. Um, I, you know, donated in the morning. I had lunch. Did the things. Uh, went to work. Worked at Bath and Body Works was opening a box and unloading it and felt really faint, ended up passing out, uh, woke up strapped to a gurney in the back of an ambulance, looked over to my right, and there was an EMT. He looked up at me, and I just said, oh, hello. (laughs) (laughs) As if it was natural. Uh, Right, right. And then he had to tell me what happened because I said, oh, what's going on and where am I going? (laughs) That's a weird thing when you you go through the event, you are not recalling any of it, and you have to rely on other people to tell you what happened. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to I'm trying to recall times that I did wake up disoriented and not known right uh, what the hell was going on. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, uh, you know what? I, and I have it on video somewhere of me um, when I went up in the, uh, uh, the with the Blue Angels. Yes, and we did the uh, the last uh, hard turn called a uh, minimum radius turn uh, turn, and I passed out. Uh, I do have first words. I think I, I eventually said, was I out? Yeah. Uh, but that yes. wasn't the first thing I said. But <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Are you, uh, I'm okay or something like that. I don't uh, remember. But yeah. but I don't remember speaking. Uh, I saw it on video and I remember, th- I, I know it from that. Yeah, it's, oh, so, yeah. it's such you a weird thing to have basically, you know, edit and delete 
a chunk to... of your timeline. Yeah, yeah so we do we have had... that audio press. Okay. Uh, yeah, I got to send it over to... Uh... Okay. We had, uh, you know, uh, my son's friend had uh, had a seizure at our house right, and, right. and revived. And the way it was, it was explained to me is when you're out and you're coming back to, in some occasions... It's almost like your brain has... It's like restarting your computer. Yes. Like things come on one at a time. And your mouse works. They come back online. (laughs) No, like first you might be able to see things but not hear... Or you might be able to hear but not speak. Right. These these things are being rebooted, essentially, in a certain sequence. And it's really weird how that happens. Uh, let's see. I will go to... Uh, let me go to line three, and it's Greg. Hey, Greg, good morning. Good morning. What's happening, Greg? So when I was in college... Sorry, my dog is in the background whining. When I was in college, <laughs> I, uh, I woke up in the middle of the night, felt like somebody gave me a swift kick... To the, to the you know what yeah and I'm um, sitting there and I'm like ah oh, man I gotta go to the ER this is, this is not going away but if one of them ballooned up so it turns out I had uh, some some issue where I needed to get emergency surgery and they went in saying we might have to remove it we're not sure we're gonna try to repair it we might have to remove it mm-hmm. so I wake up after after surgery and you know the nurses I'm in the lay on the table and there's a nurse there and I'm like are they both there are they both there? They're, are they both are they there? Both? <laughs> <laughs> they're just laughing at me. I'm in like tears. I'm like, are they both there? My and nuts. They found it hilarious. And one was like, they're both there, hon. That's hilarious. Uh, very good. Very good. Man, where my testicles black. <laughs> I love it. Thanks. And, and it, I, maybe it's one of the last things that you were thinking about. Sure. Right. There would be first, so in the, in this case we had you know, do we win the game? Yeah. So, so the the, the uh, and and then um Tamar Hamlin said he, the same thing. He, he yeah. wrote it down. Yeah, yeah, right, but, yes, but still right. the same wrote thing. It, yeah. yeah. You're right. Uh let me go next to Dave. Hey Dave, good morning. Hey guys, what's up? Hey bud. So we were talking about uh, Dave! <laughs> what you say after being revived and what was your situation? So I was in the fourth grade, um, just got done playing a championship football game, and I dislocated my elbow. So I went to the hospital, and um, when I woke up, my first words were, where's the ugly nurse? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm over here. Oh, no. my, mom, my mom was absolutely appalled. and oh, like called ugly. She uh, quit on the spot. No. The nurse? The nurse you called ugly quit right there? She was like, that's it. I'm done and walked out. <gasps> wow. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, that's that's it. I'm done with this break. So you were the last straw for her. Would it have been funny Perfect. if you were talking yeah, about somebody else? Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> what if it was a different ugly yeah. nurse? What, was she, like, hideous? Like, what? what why did no, you? No, I, I was just messed up on the... the... <laughs> The drug and or the knockout drug, and I just I had no idea. And apparently, the next person to walk in the room was my my mom's or my mom's best friend, and she was also another nurse. And she goes, "Yeah, what'd you call that lady?" <laughs> wow! Oh, and she quit. There must have been other stuff at work. <laughs> Other than someone coming out of maybe, a traumatic situation, unless she's heard it every that's day. That's what I was going to yeah, say. Yeah. Maybe everyone coming out calls her the ugly yeah. nurse. Yeah. yeah. You, you know what, Dave? She was probably sick of being a nurse anyway, and you sent her yeah, off to, yeah, yeah. to be happy. You freed so. her, Dave. Yeah. yeah. I hope so. All right. <laughs> Join the circus. Yeah. It's funny. Because... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Look. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the human turnip. <laughs> I take that young man every day of my life. I love the circus life. <laughs> Oh, my God. So when my dad was in the hospital, 
He texted us. He said, Casey, I wanted to let you know that the uh, ugly nurse says hi. And so it was a it was a group text of my whole family. And my sister's like, Dad, that is so mean, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, sends the, the laughing, crying emoji. Well, as it turns out, I know the guy and his nickname is Ugly. And so he wasn't calling this person an ugly Aww. nurse. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. I gotcha. Uh, here's a text that says, uh, Mark, I'm an ER nurse. Had a patient come in for chest pain. He coded. He was talking to the doctor before coding. Uh, we shocked him. He came to and he said, I'm sorry I fell asleep while you were talking to me. And I said, you weren't asleep. You were dead. Wow. So oh, wow. that's what they thought had happened. So that was the first thing out of their mind, uh, mouth. Wow. Here's another one that says, uh, my ex got a colonoscopy. She woke up during it. Nurses asked if she's okay, and she said, do you see the baby? Uh, she's never been pregnant in her life. <laughs> they were looking in the wrong area. So she thought that she was... I had an ass baby. Getting an ultrasound yeah. done at the time. Uh, let's go next to... Uh, I like this one. Uh, and I believe the name is Maris. Is it Maris? Yes, it's Maris. Hi, Maris. Good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? What's up, Maris? <laughs> So when I was in high school, I had my wisdom teeth out, and I had never been under or anything like that, so surgery was totally new to me. Mm-hmm. I woke up, and I told my dad in the recovery room that I felt everything. So uh, did you, in fact, feel everything? No. Yeah. I don't remember this at all, but he totally freaked out. And the nurse was looking at him like, no, no she <laughs> she's making this up. Your daughter is a liar. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, but you know... Again, as you said, Preston, the whole notion of a computer rebooting, that does make sense because your now your thoughts have to line up in yeah. a cogent manner as well. And that's why it can be just yeah. gibberish, right. uh, yeah. things that don't make sense, nonsensical, so, uh, kind of uh, stream of consciousness stuff. I assume, is, is, it, is it a HIPAA thing if someone is coming out of, like in an ER or like a medical... You know, Talk like a first responder, right, or says something. Has, I, I bet. Right? It's got to be part so, of it. So the question is what? Like, like almost like, is it, is it like attorney-client privilege? In other words. Like where they can't discuss your case, but so they can't go around talking about what you said when you woke up. I mean, I guess right. anonymously without naming you, they could say they could I had a that. patient yeah, right. who yeah, yeah. said this. Let me go next to Danielle. Hi there, Danielle. Good morning. Good morning, guys. You rock. Oh, we love you. Thank you, Danielle. What's your story? So I was a long time ago. I was mountain biking in Colorado. Um, I went over my handlebars pretty good down very steep, um, you know, trail. I busted my head, went to the hospital. I was awake and talking, but I was clearly had a concussion because I wasn't making any sense. And they kept asking me, what time is it? What time is it? And I kept saying nine o'clock, nine o'clock. And every time they'd ask me an hour later, nine o'clock. And then finally, as I was laying there, I, they asked me what time it was. And I was like, hmm. Sometime after nine. <laughs> you you allowed time to progress. It's progress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They knew nice. I was coming, too. So. Yep. That, yeah, you, you're coming back online. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Danielle. Uh, this one I like. Uh, I'm going to go to Justin. Yo, Justin. Morning. Dead Zooks. Yeah, Dead Zooks, buddy. What's up? So I recently had an endoscope done, and uh, when I came to out of anesthesia, the first thing I said was that Mark... Wahlberg owed me chicken parm for giving him three winning sports bets. <laughs> <laughs> no idea why. 
No idea why. <laughs> no idea why. I mean, I just watched that one uh, pastor movie, I guess. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Father's Father's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a day before, I guess I just craved chicken parm because I was talking about what I, would, I wanted that's to awesome. eat. That's awesome. I can see that. Yeah. So Mark so, yeah, Wahlberg owes you chicken parm. Oh, that's great. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. you. I'll see you. But somewhere in the recess, recesses of his brain was Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Was yeah. chicken parm. And that's, that's like, the synapse is fired. He's like, yeah, Mark Wahlberg. Of course he owes me chicken parm. Uh, Marissa sent over, or Casey, is, uh, you did the uh, the Blue Angels meme yeah. passing out. So let's let's play that. It's almost a minute long, but it, you'll hear me when I wake up. I don't know what the first thing is that I say here. <laughs> nice job. There's 7.1 Gs. Straight up into the vertical. 7.1 Gs. How'd that feel? Pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, All right, that was before. Yeah. All right, the next mover is to graduate. This is it. That's seven and a half Ready to give her a try. All right. Ready. Hit it. Get right to seven cheese. There's seven. That's so hard. Nice job. How you doing? There's seven. And How you doing? Nighty night. You with me? You with me? You with me, bud? You're with me. Let's see what I say. How you feeling? Uh, I feel a little ill. <laughs> I feel a little ill. I'm pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Was I out? Yeah, I think just a little bit. Oh, man. No, I wasn't just a little yeah. bit out. I was asleep. He was being nice. Yeah. some of the improv you've been coming to <laughs> Does it feel like... Um, like normally passing out, like like, or have you ever passed out? Uh, yeah, uh, you have no blood in your brain. Yeah, essentially, you just, yeah, um, uh, yeah it's like that. Kathy. The same? Just all of a sudden, an overwhelming uh, tired, and and then black, and you're gone. It is weird. You're out. And did you feel nauseous? I did. I, yeah. I threw up a little bit after. Yeah. That. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know the writer Rick Riley, Sports Illustrated yeah, sports yeah. writer. He he recently did that as well. Oh. Flew with the Blue Angels, and uh, uh, he wrote a great article about it. And I'm sure there are a lot of parallels, Preston. You'll you'll enjoy it. I'll send it to you. All right, uh, yes, Preston. Did you pass out when they um, they launched your pylon idol cyst? I came this close. Okay. I almost fainted. We that have was... your audio after that. Nappy tata. Oh, for nappy. You didn't have, yeah. did, you had to have had some sort of anesthesia. Oh, my God. Right? That was, you said that was the most painful thing like, you ever had. Like a, a local, like just a for the, the skin, okay. uh, mm-hmm. you know, and then uh, that was the most painful experience of my life, yes. Yeah. <laughs> without question. All right. Um, and so we call these things uh, California space monkeys, uh, where sure. you, okay, you, you know, like you Yeah, you, you cut out. off the blood flow to your brain, which yeah. is pretty stupid. Yeah. It's insanely stupid. Yep. But I had done that in college. I don't remember saying anything, but I do. That's like, why you didn't get that nomination for the hottest guy. Yeah, yeah you're probably right, Steve. <laughs> but uh, they so what they do is they they you know somebody holds you and you know you, anyway. So the dude laid me down. I was passed out for I don't know five seconds maybe, and then I came to. And when I came to, everybody was standing around me, and I had completely forgotten why I was even there. I, I didn't realize. And I got I, so embarrassed, I jumped up and I ran out of the, the room that I was in. I, and I just took off, because I was in a house, I took off. Yeah. I, I, that's why, honestly, the whole notion, mind you, I've talked about drinking and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, I've never been high, I've never been drunk, uh, you know, all that stuff. But that, that knowing what I know in just my brief in, in encounters with being out of it, yeah. I don't like that feeling. I don't know who would like that feeling of yeah. being, where am I, what's going on? All right, we're going to go to a couple more calls. We're, we're talking about the uh, first thing you said when you were revived or came to, and I'm going to go to Jared. Jared, good morning. Hey, morning. Sorry to bother you at work. <laughs> nah, we want you to. What's up, man? So when I was 21, 
uh, you know, me and the guys were all out, had a late night. I uh, was definitely intoxicated. Well, I was on my way home on my motorcycle, and I ended up blacking out. I went into a field at 160 miles. Whoa! Oh, my God. And I woke up 12 hours later in the hospital, one hand handcuffed to the gurney. I opened my eyes. I see my dad talking to a state trooper, oh and I said, please, Dad, don't be disappointed in me. Am I going to jail? <laughs> That's the first thing that you said, yeah? So yeah. you you you... Think of how that broke for you. Had you been around buildings or had you been, you could have instantly died. And the fact that you were near a field mm. is what saved your life. Yeah, I was I was only a quarter mile away from my house, a road wow. that I drove every single day. Wow. And was dad disappointed in you? Oh, man, he was pissed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I asked him to euthanize you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, man. I'm going to go next to Dave. Hi, Dave. Good morning. Hey, guys. Good news. Happy Friday. Yes. Happy Friday, buddy. What's up? Yeah, so uh, before I was born, so this is back in like the late 70s, my uncle um, was put under for a procedure. Um, at the time, he was having an affair. And when he came out of the procedure, he looked at his current wife, which said his mistress, mistress's name. Oh, I, my God. I have heard similar stories about people under, Whoops. Uh, even at the dentist, under the name of their, their <laughs> yeah, side he, action. He, he, came, he came out, he looked directly at his wife and said, where's Carolyn? <sighs> and oh. and how did Carolyn that story end, Dave? Well, Carolyn uh, was her the current wife's friend. They got divorced, and my aunt and uncle have been married ever since. Oh, wow. So it all worked out. It, worked out. Yeah. it was meant to happen. Wow. That's oh, my it. God. Thank you, Dave. Uh, Kim has a story now. Hi, Kim. Good morning. Hey, Preston. Hey, Kim. What's up? It's Kim, your Harry Balsack saying. Oh. We love you. We need to play that Kim, again. our singer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, we'll see if we oh, we can't play it yeah. later, our, later on. We're having That's all kinds okay. of technical problems. All right, what's okay. up, Kim? So I got a good one. I had a, um, with my first kid, I had a pretty crazy childbirth, and they had to put me under for a procedure after the birth. And when I woke up, I looked at the anesthesiologist, and he had a name tag on. And all I can remember is I saw it, and I said, your name's Michael McDonald? And he said, yeah. And I, and I said... <laughs> You don't know me, but I Oh, that's that's. Uh, listen, every every an, uh, anesthesiologist should be uh, named Michael McDonald. I, I can't believe you went into performance mode. <laughs> like you come out and you're like, yeah, I'm going to do a number. I'm always on. That is, that's, that's that great. is the best. Excellent. Are you are you still doing the singing telegrams? I do occasionally, yeah, but I'm pregnant right now, so. I'm oh, Let's hope you get Boz Skaggs in the next. Uh... <laughs> I, got it. I hope it's somebody good. I can see that. All right, come visit us sometime, Kim. All right. I will. You guys are awesome. Love you. Love, Love you. Yeah. Take care. And oh, we do have uh, Harry Balls. If you give me this, just two it, seconds. Actually, and it's her husband who starts off uh, the yeah. beginning. He's the low voice going, Harry Ballsack. <laughs> Harry, Harry Ballsack. And she's the, the high voice in it. Is it ready? Mm, yep. Here we go. Okay. This Let's, we'll play a little bit of it for you. So this is for Kim. Here we go. Harry Ballsack. Harry, Harry Ballsack. Harry Ballsack. Harry, Harry Ballsack. Harry Ballsack. Harry, Harry Ballsack. Hey, you Harry Ballsack, my Harry Ballsack, Casey boy, and when you my Harry Ballsack, my Harry Ballsack, I'll enjoy. Right. <laughs> and what, but she 
she, beautiful. What else? They did do another song. What was it? Yeah, well, was they, it they initially Bam Bam. they did Jackie Bam Bam. Yeah. Oh, it was Jackie Bam Bam. Mm-hmm. So oh, that okay. was my original idea. I I wanted them to do that for Jackie as a, as a jingle. And while they were in, I said, "Hey, as a joke, Casey and I say." Right, I remember. Suck my yeah, yeah. All, all the time. I don't know why we can't say that, but anyway. <laughs> and I said, "Can you do this as a joke?" And so they did it. They did it for us, which is I would wonderful. Like a, a real song from them. Their voices are great. They're great. Uh, yes. Yeah. Terrific. Like something that doesn't have balls hacking. Kim you know kind of I mean? went viral uh, at her wedding. She sang uh, Sweet Child of Mine in her wedding dress. Oh, really? And that video, oh, yeah, went, that. went viral. It was years ago. Yeah. Uh, at the time when, when viral things popped up here and there. Yeah, you can find it somewhere. Well, she's got a great, great. voice. She does, yes. Uh, let me see. We had time for a couple. You want another singing one? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, let me go to Melanie. Hi, Melanie. Good morning. Hey, guys. Good morning. Good morning, Melanie. What's up? Yeah, so a couple of years ago, I had to get a facial surgery. So coming out of it, it was six hours. I was like super black and blue. My whole face was swollen. But man, did I not recognize uh, Africa Toto on the radio the second I woke up and thought I'd just have myself a mini concert. <laughs> was waking everybody else up oh in the room. <laughs> getting yelled at by the doctors. So was it right at the I face the rain Saturday, Africa? Oh, yeah. And trust me, I'm that person that goes, <laughs> that's great. Oh, that's you know? you like cheap concerts if you hang out there. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's great. But my husband always tells me, he's like, your face was barely moving, yet you just had oh. so much sound coming out. Um, that's the best. I, yeah, you're possessed of superhuman uh, abilities. All right, we got we to gotta wrap here in just a second. Let me get to another one. Uh, this sounds interesting. Let me go to Mike, who's in emergency room tech. Hey, Mike, morning to you, bud. Mikey there? Hi, Mike. I hear something. <laughs> um, uh, okay. Sorry, Mike. He, he had said that he brought a guy back to life, and the first thing he had said was, I didn't see nothing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so how did you end up here? I wonder what the scenario was. Yeah. I've got a friend that's an uh, anesthesiologist, and I, I never spoke to him about this, but I bet you he has some crazy stories. Yeah. There's, in fact, that's, a lot of people will forego getting any sort of anesthesia for fear that they will utter something. Something? Yeah. Oh my God. All right, hang on. I'm going to line three. Hang on. Oh, I had the wrong line earlier. Yeah. I just hung up on two people. I'm oh. sorry, two people. Uh, our system is effed up. Mike, now you're there. Are you there, Mike? I'm there. Hey, all right, so did I get that right, the story I told? Yeah, you did. So actually, the guy was in my waiting room. It wasn't even a patient. It was a generation waiting room, and he told me he had a heart attack. Oh, man, I can't really... It's, it's hard to hear. The yeah. signal's really bad. I heard a velociraptor. No, yeah, heart attack. Oh, heart, heart attack. attack. So the people in the waiting room start flipping out and stuff. So I get a girl, and we start wheeling them back. And we get it back in the room, and we didn't get a chance to intubate him or not. So we shocked him real quick. And I was bagging him. And he starts whipping my arms off of him, blasting his ass off. Okay. I didn't see now that I Mike the the the, the signal from you sucks. I can't really understand too well, but essentially he said he was whipping around and he said, "Yeah, I didn't see nothing. I didn't see nothing." So <laughs> that's pretty well. All right, uh, very interesting. So this all stemmed from uh, the fact that uh, we're going to have later on in the program Dr. Vincent and Nurse Natalie. They were the ones at the Eagles game that uh, revived somebody who we believe went into cardiac arrest. We were doing chest compressions and everything. Uh, and uh, Dr. Vincent was still dressed as a mummer. That's why it's a bit of a news story. And he was, uh, you know, face pain and everything. Mm-hmm. And the first thing out of the guy's mouth, as soon as they bring him back, is, 
What's the score? <laughs> so uh, it got us led on in this conversation. We'll talk to Dr. Vincent and Nurse Natalie. She was the one who first went over to help uh, a little bit later on in the uh, 9 o'clock hour. So we'll come back with that stuff in a bit. All right, we're going to take a break, and we'll get to some bizarre file stories when we return. Our Word of the Week prize, yeah, we give that away today because there is no sad bro on this Friday yeah. morning. Stay with us. Did you know you could listen to all of WMMR's podcasts as well as our live stream on your Alexa-enabled device? It's easy. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Everyone loves a smart investment, and there is no better place to put your money right now than in your home. And Window Nation has the perfect offer for anyone with a home at least 20 years old. Protect and increase the value of your home and energy efficiency by installing new windows from Window Nation. Window Nation is making it insanely easy to do so with 0% interest for five years. Plus, Window Nation will give you two windows free with every two you purchase. 866-90-NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them Preston and Steve sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. As I said, it's Friday, and therefore, we give you this. Fishing and Boat Expo at the Wildwoods Convention Center. Saturday, January 7th from 9 to 5. And then on Sunday, the 8th from 9 to 2. And online information available at fishingexpowildwood.com. All right, I'm going to start with this kind of lengthy story. But it definitely deserves to be in the bizarre file. A self-published romance novelist who allegedly died in 2020 has announced her return what? to life, Seriously? writing, and Facebook. Come what on. a turnaround. It's been two and a half years since the book community mourned the loss of Susan Meachin. And on her Facebook page, family members said the author had died by suicide and blamed bullying within the romance writing community. The 2020 ordeal sparked crowdfunding campaigns for funeral expenses, donations to suicide prevention groups, and even editing Meachin's final work for free. This week... Her Facebook account made a post in the private Facebook group for authors that she ran announcing her return. I'm back! Ever since her death, Meachin's Facebook account and group called The Ward maintained a niche following. Uh, Meachin's daughter, or someone claiming to be her daughter, has been running the group and Meachin's main profile since. Hmm. Before her death announcement, she had published more than a dozen books on The Ward. Fellow self-published authors discussed her books along with their own. Now, she calls herself an author of perfectly flawed romances with books including Special Delivery, His Wicked Way. And, and I Lied About uh, Dying. Yeah, and Losing Him and <laughs> Finding You. Her latest her latest book, called Love to Last a Lifetime, published in 2020, was framed as her last work and a wedding present to her daughter. Following her death, friends edited the book for free 
A separate romance novel anthology was published after her announced death uh, with a dedication to her. Uh, so on Twitter, users shared screenshots of Meechan's announcement that she was still alive. The post has been viewed at least three million times now. <laughs> That's insane. Her announcement had said verbatim, I debated on how to do this a million times and still not sure if it's right or not. There's going to be tons of questions, a lot of people leaving the group, I'd guess. It's, but not, my, it's not right. <laughs> but my family did what they thought was best for me, and I can't fault them for it. I almost died again at my own hand. And they had to go through all that hell again. No one would have believed it. Returning uh, to the war doesn't mean much, but I am in a good place now, and I'm hoping to write again let the fun begin. Is there a protocol for a reveal party when you're revealing you're alive? So then followers began questioning her, writing about uh, where the money raised for her funeral actually <laughs> yeah. went. Uh, was all this a trick for a posthumous book sale surge? How could she live with the blame that was placed on other authors accused of bullying her? So fellow romance author Samantha Cole said in a Facebook post that she was horrified, stunned, and livid. I'm going to kill her! She felt like she had been kicked in the gut and the chest at the same time. Uh, Cole has publicly addressed facing bullying herself from members of the literary community after Meachin's death. Fans of Meachin harassed other authors, blaming them for Meachin's death. So, in a separate Facebook post, author Karen Hall said what Meechan did was unforgivable. She said, I can't forgive, I can forgive many things, but I don't think I could ever forgive you faking your death. Uh, so, the story is still unfolding since the announcement. Theories have bubbled up suggesting that the author was hiding in plain sight. Uh, so, uh, some people say she was still working on the Facebook uh, group and all that so stuff. So, she was doing all of that. Well, that's what, what, what they're, about, they're what about her she may have been. personal documentation, like her, you know... All of those I things don't know. that we use for ID. What what? Or when somebody dies, right. there's official or your taxes record keeping. So that's a yeah. good question. Uh, so the skepticism on Twitter uh, is quite palpable. Uh, but Meechan did not respond to any request for comments. So I'm curious as to what the next uh, statement will she be. She disconnected the phone in her coffin. Yeah. So. A circus performer was seriously injured Wednesday evening after falling up to 15 meters Ooh. while performing a stunt. Uh, but he's no longer in uh, life-threatening danger. The accident happened during the Wheel of Death Act as part of the Christmas circus. Uh, He fractured several ribs, was still evaluated to be determined if he suffered any other injuries. Uh, He was in a a great deal of pain. The circus said he was going to be examined for internal injuries and fractures. His first words were, in a brief statement on on Thursday morning, (laughs) once for yes, two for no. <laughs> a brief statement. Are, are, do you feel okay? Okay. No, he's, uh, no, he's, he's good. Bad. He's There's one for uh, two, two for no. Two for no. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. All right. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> Can we? Uh, get, would you like a cocktail? Okay. Uh, in a brief update Thursday morning, the circus said he's several like a magic eight ball. Several rib fractures uh, were found during a checkup. The organization added, "We do not yet uh, know everything." Uh, the circus director uh, said that he's been with the circus for about 10 years or so. And there were many people in the audience at the time when that happened. So, uh, A Florida home was doused with gasoline on New Year's Day and set ablaze with 21 people locked inside of it. Whoa! Four were hurt as a group scrambled That's a to, bad party. to escape through windows. Uh, a motive has not yet been released. Upon arrival, deputies learned prior to the fire, one man was wielding a machete inside the residence and threatening to kill people inside. He then began pouring gasoline through the residence while the second suspect set the fuel on fire. The two then left the residence, locking the door behind them. All 21 people trapped inside escaped. 
Uh, details of how the four were injured have not been released, but investigators say sustain, they sustained injuries as a result of the fire. Did they mention whether they were watching Seacrest or Cooper? Oh, you know what? They didn't. Uh, two suspects, agent, maybe they were watching Miley and, uh, <laughs> yeah, and Dolly. Dolly. We got a burn. That was in Florida. <laughs> Two suspects, age 42 and 63, were arrested during a search of the neighborhood. Both men are charged with arson and three counts of aggravated battery. And then we'll do one more story and wrap up. Let me see if I got a quicker one here. How about, uh, that was a little too intense. Okay, here we go. A um, uh, woman is trying to find a teddy bear's original owner after discovering a person's ashes were inside the stuffed animal. Uh, Vicky said that she was, Vicky Wise said Jesus. she was driving through a neighborhood when her daughter noticed a stuffed bear saving a pile of garbage. Wise said that they picked up the stuffed animal for her dog. After picking up the toy, they discovered a Velcro pouch in the bear's back. Inside a pouch was a heart-shaped box with a person's ashes inside of it. Can you do that at Build-A-Bear? I don't know. <laughs> um, maybe. Do you she want said, to cremate a loved one? She said, I just couldn't believe that. We I can found give you a diploma? Something like that in a trash bin. It was startling. On the back of the box was a name. It was Barry Freed. Barry. Uh, a note uh, attached to the box said the person passed away in May of 2020. And wanted to spend eternity inside a stuffed bear. Wise explained that a quick internet search of the person's name did not give her many results. And now she's doing everything she can to find the original owner. She said, I don't know who he is. All I know is his name and the date he passed away. So I'd love to hear why that happened. Yeah, they'll probably end up being able to track that down. All right. And there you go. That is the last story in the bizarre file for now. All right, we will take a quick break and come back in just a moment. Don't forget the Word of the Week prize this week. Those concert, those lawn seats for the FM Pavilion for the entire summer, what we're giving away. So that's the end of the show. Back in a moment. Stay with us. Wait, what's that? Where was that place, Preston, and Steve said that guy did that thing that one time? Uh... Don't bother your friends. If you missed something on the Preston and Steve show, the daily podcast and the YouTube stream are posted on PrestonandSteve.com every day after the show for just such occasions. It's always there and always free. That is until the internet breaks and we've got bigger problems. So we're going to do a couple things here. Uh, Well, we're just, it's kind of sore. It's Friday, so we're we're definitely going to do. It's time for the Friday. It's kind of sore. So, yeah, that's the story. On, on top of uh, the standard stories, which we're going to get to this morning, uh, we are going to sample some of Nick Mom's meatloaf. Ah, the meatloaf! Yes, we're <laughs> we're going to have some of, uh, of the meatloaf. And um, part of the reason is because uh, Kathy and Casey both hate meatloaf. Double beetloaf. Double beetloaf, which... Um, In history. I... Meatloaf, meatloaf, double beetloaf. I hate meatloaf. Hang on a second. Was that me talking? That was you. Beginning? Were you in a Christmas story? What? Were you Hang in on. a Christmas? You what? what? Hold on. Let me play this again. Hang on. In history. I hate meatloaf. Double beetloaf. I hate no. Equipment is falling apart. All right, don't take any over to Kathy yet. Not yet. Okay, because we're going to blind. Okay, Kathy wanted to do a blind taste test. Okay. Mm. See if she could tell the difference, because not only did we get meatloaf uh, this morning, but... Meatloaf sandwich. Um, but we have meatballs, too. So Nick's mom, Betsy, yeah. made meatloaf and meatballs. 
And and I told Kathy that they're very similar. The me and you like meatballs, right? I do like meatballs. You like meatballs. I do. I like meatballs. <laughs> uh, but um, I think you're going to be able to tell the difference between these. We're going to do a blind taste okay. test I because I, 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 I didn't know that there was going to be marinara and sauce yeah, and stuff like that. That's so. how my mom makes them. So okay. uh, she'll make the meatballs in the pan, and then she lets them uh, simmer and cook more in the uh, the pasta sauce, sure. and the tomato sauce. My mom is uh, half Italian. She's a really good cook. She is. She's very excited about this segment today. She's watching live on YouTube. Oh, uh, yeah. To be able to check in. So, hi, Betsy. Hi, Love Betsy. Your mom. Hi, hi Betsy Preston uh, for Kathy's Meatballs. Raisins or no raisins? Well, do no raisins if we're going to do the taste test because yeah. otherwise I'll know they're meatballs. But then we're going to have a raisin one for you to try. Yeah, because I well. never tried the, one, yeah. the meatballs you, with raisins. You like raisins. I yeah. do like raisins. So, <laughs> raisins in it. The story behind that is that my mom, my, my dad is a bit of a picky, pick, <laughs> picky eater, and my dad does not like raisins in his meatballs, but uh. my brothers and I do. So my mom, because she's such a wonderful person, would make two batches of meatballs, one set from my dad and one set from me and my brothers. That's excellent. And uh, so we grew up uh, having the, the meatballs with the raisins in them, but my dad preferred them without. The best of all meatballs. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you're trying them now, Press? I'm going to. I'm diving yeah. right in. Right Are you starting with the meatloaf? Or I'm the... Having, I, I, I... Come on. My mouth has been ready for meatloaf all morning. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's really good. Yeah. Um, it's nice and sweet. She made it yesterday. Like yeah. Uh, so it was it was quite literally hot out of the oven when I picked it up from her yesterday, and then uh, I put it in the fridge overnight. Marissa just heated it up in the microwave, so it's not fresh right. out the oven, but I think it's pretty damn good. Meatballs were excellent. All right, she's got the two for Kathy to All try. Right. Uh, close your eyes. Uh, just close my eyes. Yeah. All right. So, um, Marissa, are you gonna and open, open your mouth. It's a choo choo train. Here it comes. All the Hate me. All right, here we go. Oh, no, Half of it oh, fell no, on the floor. Do not pick that up off of the floor. Okay. There's some I'm left. <laughs> There's some right. left. All right, open your mouth. All right, let's see what you think. Okay. Kathy is, she's she's eating it, and she shook her head slightly, just Kathy a little bit. Kathy doesn't realize that's the office mouse we've been trying to get. Okay, now, do you want to try you, the um, other one to compare it? Yeah. Okay, she made a kind of a grimace. A All right, I go ahead. Open it. your mouth. There we go. That's the meatball, 100%. Which one? The second one. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, she did it. Hey. Now, I pressed him, might have given it away because he said the one thing was sweet. And I wasn't sure if that yeah, uh, no. played uh, in your... And I didn't, even, I didn't even think the meatloaf was that sweet. I just mm. didn't like it. But <laughs> smoky bacon. You know what, though, for me, like, mm. I think part of it is that, like, whatever the, religion. the... No, the glaze and, like, all of that, that... That goes into making. Right, I'm having a meatloaf. Also, for the record, I, it stems from my mom's meatloaf, which you did not like. It was terrible. But she is not a good. Cook. Oh no, okay. Casey, it's where I get it from. Okay, only sluts eat meatballs. Listen, I always my mom is Irish, and I always say she, you know, they grew up on uh, meat and potatoes, like yeah. bl- very Boiled. bland, yeah, <laughs> very exactly, very bland food. And my Italian grandmother passed away when I was a kid; when I was a baby, so uh, I didn't really get any cooking instruction. This is all wonderful. Yeah, she's a she's a really good cook. She's very happy, Steve, that you like it. And um, I love the I do love the raisins and the meatball. I'm so, trying the meatball with the raisins. All right, and so um, to that point, Kathy, somebody texted in saying, "I don't understand why on earth somebody would put raisins in meatballs and not being mean. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense to me." And I understand that uh, confusion, but uh, for my mom and for mm. the people that do put raisins in meat, meatballs, it does add a little bit of sweetness, and then obviously there's the texture that goes along with the raisins I, as well. I had never had it before your mom. And do you have a preference, Steve, when it comes to it? Do you uh, like, I'm going to go with the raisins. So you like the ones... I like raisins. <laughs> you like raisins, don't you? Uh, but you like... Do you prefer the ones with the raisins to the ones without? Honestly, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Preston, what do you have now? 
I'm trying everything. Okay. Um, so, yeah, man, the meatballs are fantastic. They're really um, good, right? Yeah. Is there, but... um, is there oatmeal in this meatloaf? <laughs> I don't know. Is there... You know what, Casey? I'll, I'll get the recipe. Maybe we can post that, too. But there is, um, she does, uh, like when she makes a, a turkey for Thanksgiving, she puts bacon across the top of the meatloaf. And that uh, adds a little bit of flavor as well as some fat, some juices into it. Bacon, so right. bacon is a really. There's not much you can't put bacon on to improve it. I, Casey, I, are, you, are you eating the meatloaf? I am. It's not bad. I'm eating everything. Uh, oh, how, about how about that? Yeah. Uh, I do like the raisins. Good the meatballs. All right, that's good. And do you have a preference? Um, no, uh, I could do either one. They're both great. Yeah, the meatloaf she, is excellent. Not Kathy, raisins. Oh uh, um, no, I'm sorry. I took a bite of the meatloaf. I, <laughs> the, the meatballs are delicious. Got no, it. I I I stick with I don't like me I just don't like right, meatloaf. Not for you. I, this meatloaf is really good. That's okay. We got one potential convert in Casey. Yeah, so. it, was, it wasn't bad. Uh, I feel like she put oatmeal in it. Do you? Um, would you like it if it had ketchup on the plate with it? No. No, you're not. Are you not a ketchup fan or just not? Not with the meatloaf. No, no. Ketchup and meatloaf don't uh, to me don't make. I'm a member of the Clean oh. Plate Club now. <laughs> sometimes people like uh, Worcestershire sauce with yeah. the, with their meatloaf or a one or whatever. Yeah, you can mix in uh, Worcestershire into uh, ketchup, right? And that makes a great uh, topping on meatloaf as yeah, well. For sure. I, I will tell you this: across the broad spectrum of ways to serve meatloaf, um, even when it's overcooked or like you know crispy on the edges or whatever, mm-hmm. um, that that works for me. Uh, but uh, this uh, and what was the what was on top of it? Oh, uh, the bacon. Oh, there was oh yeah, and that, so that's uh, allows some of the um, the juices um, you know to work their way into the meatloaf as well. I Steve, did. when we would come home, uh, there would be there two smells, and I'm smelling them right now in the studio. But when my mom would be cooking meatloaf, or she'd be cooking <laughs> yeah. uh, some type of pasta dish, and then and the meatballs that went along with it, like that to me is a great nostalgic memory. And she makes her own sauce a lot of the time too. The, her tomato sauce are these uh, yeah so homemade? They're, uh, it's homemade sauce. She'll do like a um, condensed tomato can. Uh, she'll put a little bit of a, like Chianti or red wine in there Ooh. as well. It's, it, like, my, my mom's tomato sauce has been simmering on the stove all day. Oh my god, so damn good. Clean plate club. Yeah, yeah. the club. Me and well, Steve. I tell you what, I might want seconds on the meatloaf if we have it. If oh yeah, we got plenty. I think there's more. So there's yeah. an there's an entire loaf. <laughs> we need a little bit more. Kathy will gerbed on her meatloaf. <laughs> all right, so we have a, we have a yes on meatloaf for Casey and no still on Kathy, so we tried. Maybe tried. another year or so. And no offense to your mother's meatloaf. I, oh. I just don't like meatloaf. I can tell you that it is a superior meatloaf and it's just some, you just don't like it because you had that that uh, traumatic experience as a child. Casey, my mom just texted and she says, uh, my Italian gr- uh, grandmother made meatballs with the raisins in as well and that's why I do it. So that's where she got her recipe and then she says, and yes, there is oatmeal in the meatloaf. Oh! Interesting. Uh, hold on a second. Do Somebody pretend like you've never had meatloaf before and you love it now. Go ahead, Nick. Oh, man, do I love meatloaf. Okay, so we have you and Casey, but no Kathy, and that means two out of three ain't bad. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. So I just wanted to have a symmetry right. uh, on that. Table. And it is meatloaf. <laughs> it is meatloaf, yeah. All right. Um, well, yay. Uh, I, I I feel so much better. Like a yeah. out and you know what, Preston? I, I feel like a, uh, I don't know, you know. It's 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 like a, a very heartwarming thing to have meatloaf. Meatloaf is a comfort food. Yeah. Right. It is an absolute comfort right. food. You took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> Summer night. Oh, no. you when you eat meat? your meatballs, <laughs> will they contain raisins? Offer yes. me his mouth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> will he offer me? Will they have oatmeal in them? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> will there be raisins in yes. this? <laughs> On a hot summer night when you're eating meatballs. Yes. <laughs> Why? 
I, I don't even know this part of the song. Oh, you don't? Yeah. And does he love raisins? Uh, yes. And does he love raisins in his meatballs? Hot summer. They used to show this video before Rocky Horror Picture Show. Okay. And, it's, and that's uh, Steinman. That's just who's, who's doing that. I bet you say that to, to all, all the boys. boys. To all the Italians. <laughs> Uh, just because they were they were like uh, very theatrical okay. in, in their and live that, performances. That's, we, yeah, the whole description of of uh, Jim Steinman's approach to rock because he kind of considered himself more of a Broadway show yep. writer. You yep. know exactly. Steve, uh, last thing, Preston. I'm sorry, but uh, my mom says um, they're in the glaze on the top of the meatloaf. Uh, Got to be sugar in there. Ketchup and brown sugar. Ah, okay. yeah. yeah, excellent, yeah. excellent, excellent. So I will. Uh, I'll ask her to email me the recipe, and I'll send that to Marissa, and we'll get that posted. Nice. Very good. All right, uh, kind of sort. That's what we're doing. Oh, so still we'll do, waiting we'll, on that second piece of meatloaf. We'll uh, we'll have some other stories that have to do with food here uh, this morning. Well, this is uh, a bit of sad news, and it affects a friend of ours, but who uh, she uh, has indicated this is actually not such a bad thing for her. Uh, but Memphis Tap Room is closing oh. in Kensington. Uh, nearly 15 years it's been around. It's uh, excellent. And we were actually there. We went for a filming of uh, Drivers Dive, uh, <laughs> Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dies with Guy Fieri uh, for an episode. And Steve, you and Marissa were in one of the shots. That airs all the time. We were marveling at how great the food was. I think we are eating, uh, it was, was it chickpeas that were... They tasted like bacon. I forget how, what they did, but it was an amazing, um, you know, menu. Great uh, food. It was opened in 2008, um, and it has been sold. It says a perspective sold the prospective buyers uh, said they wanted to keep a low profile for now, and they said they would not operate it as Memphis Tap Room. Uh, and our friend uh, Paula Decker is a part owner of that restaurant. Oh, I didn't know that. You didn't know yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. Paula, yeah. So, and and Marissa spoke to her and said, you know, listen, it's been around for 15 years. That's a successful yeah. restaurant business right there. So they've done very well. And uh, I, I don't know the details. I haven't talked to Paula personally, but uh, they had great food. Oh, yeah. So uh, Marissa just handed me. It was, it, they, it was smoked coconut. That tasted exactly like bacon that they served us, and that clip always airs, Preston. Nice. All right. So. Uh, that does not, and I've been there, and I was there for for the filming of this, but it's not a diner, a drive-in, or a dive. How did they end up there, of all places? That's a good question. Because I, when uh, I maybe. went when I was in Kansas, we went to Bobo, like yeah. the drive like through place, and that is a is a dive. I, I guess this would qualify as a dive. It's, it's a definitely dive, not yeah. a diner, and it's not a drive-in. So, yeah. uh, but but I mean, it's a nice place. Yeah, I, I, the atmosphere I, is really nice. But I think maybe some of the quote-unquote dives are just kind of you know corner restaurants yeah. or something like that. But I've been to that. I've been to like three or four of these places, and that is the, like it's a nice place. I went to a place called. Uh, I was in Vegas. Uh, it was something roadkill like tavern or whatever. Right, right. And uh, it was a barbecue place, but and it was like a complete like I, you know I was driving through the neighborhood. And I'm like, oh geez, I don't know if I want to be. Well, here. the place itself was what was the what was the uh, it was environment a dump. like? It was yeah. a dump. Yeah, it was a okay. dump, but the food, the barbecue was really good. Okay, yeah, uh, I love uh, Triple D. I don't watch it that much, but when I do, I'm always like, oh, that looks so good. Yeah, and it's, it's usually. Super duper fattening, over the top, ridiculous. That's part of the charm. Caloric explosions, yeah. but but um, you have these unsung heroes in the culinary world who are these chefs. Yeah, I, I hope the well, I hope they keep their staff there because they're certainly you know good. Yeah. All right, uh, let's see what else we have here. Kind of sore wise. 
The University of Copenhagen uh, in Denmark has whipped up something creamy and eco-friendly as well. Researchers replaced milk fat with lactic acid bacteria to create a low-fat whipped cream. Low-fat whipped cream. Yeah, so, and, and it has to do with beer, which is interesting. So the most... You get uh, so hammered you don't realize it stinks. Jen Riesbo, Jen's Riesbo, the uh, associate professor said the most difficult aspect of developing an alternative food is getting the texture right. Yep. yep. Which is true. A high saturated fat content makes it possible to whip the cream stiff. Where Are you a uh, cr- uh, whipped cream snob? Would uh, you, like with Cool Whip not stand the test. It, it wouldn't be. I, I can get by on Cool Whip. It's okay, but it ain't anywhere near. Nah. Freshly made. Freshly made <laughs> uh, whipped cream is fantastic. Steve, I can't do Cool Whip. Like fresh, even from the, I mean, listen, from the can, that the to me is okay, but like fresh made is, yeah. and actually I can make it. Kathy, <laughs> I treat Cool, I treat, <laughs> I treat Cool nice. Whip as not even whipped cream. I treat it as like a yeah. light vanilla Type yeah, I don't. I don't pudding. like it. I don't. Else. Right? It's yeah. not. Yeah. But when you have freshly well, made, really well done, they don't uh, call it whipped cream. Whip, it's called whipped topping. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. it's a yeah. little bit different. I actually don't like Cool Whip at all, except when it's frozen. If you eat it frozen, it's kind of like a little frozen treat. Yeah. So, so what I do is I take the also like Ready Whip has in the in the can. Mm-hmm. They have the chocolate yep. um, whipped cream. Yep. Like one t- teaspoon is three calories. Yeah. So you know. So. And, you asked if we were whipped cream snobs, and Steve, there is a, they make these like really decadent milkshakes at the Wells Fargo Center. Oh, yeah. It's on, it's on the, the upper level. Uh, I don't like the whipped cream that they put on there. Really? Yeah. I uh, I have to get it without the whipped cream. I just, I don't care for it at all. I don't want your goddamn whipped cream. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here, Nick pulled up the, um, uh, the, uh, the whipped cream, or I'm sorry, Cool Whip uh, Wikipedia page it says Cool Whip. Originals made of water, hydrogenated vegetable oil, including coconut and palm kernel oils, high fructose corn syrup, corn syrup, skim milk, amniotic fluid, light cream, sodium, cassate, blah, 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 blah. Uh, It's labeled as non-dairy. But in 2018, since it contains skimmed milk and sodium uh, cassinate, a milk derivative, uh, even before the skim milk was introduced, Cool Whip was classified in Jewish dietary traditions as dairy because of the sodium uh, cassinate. So I, I don't know what the story is on That's that. That's the but, cassinate. But uh, Ready, Ready Whip. Yes, yes. I love Ready Whip. Right out of the can? Yeah. I think it's fantastic. For a little, a little shot, a oh. little taste, if you want something sweet. Super duper. Yummy. Now, mind you, when you have it, you go to a great restaurant and they prepared their own yeah. whipped cream or whipped topping. Or yeah. creme fraiche. Yeah. Oh. But my kids are like crackheads with that Ready Whip yeah. stuff. My son especially, because we can't, like... We can't put it in the refrigerator unless uh, we know that it is going to be open, like, right away. Like, my son, we were, like, because he just squirts it in his mouth and not the uh, the nitrous part, you right. know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. the actual yes. whipped cream part. Yep. We will say no, no, and he will do it anyway. Yeah. Dude, I mean, you, you talk about that. I remember years ago, I, I swear to God, uh, my wife and I went into a mall somewhere, and the, one of the places, the only place that, you know, had coffee or hot chocolate or anything was the coffee beanery. And uh, so we go in. And uh, she wanted whipped cream on a hot chocolate <laughs> press. And the people working behind the counter, like 16, 17 years old or whatever, they had like seven or eight cans back there. Yeah. None of them had any cream. Uh, in what? Yeah. What they, <laughs> I'm like, what are you guys doing? Uh, replacing the fat with lactic acid bacteria, the kind found when brewing beer or in plant waste. 
has allowed researchers to create a similar textured whipped cream, and this method could be used to create other dairy-free sustainable alternatives. How does that plant waste taste to you, son? I am. Um, yeah, no, I, I, it's weird because... Uh, uh, that's one thing where even if it's cheap, I'm, I'm into it. Even if it's a whipped cream substitute, I'm, I'm I have no love, problem with it. Love whipped cream. All right, uh, but you know what? You don't like it on milkshakes, though. I do not. Yeah, which well, is interesting. well because you're already going. Um, you're already calorie heavy. Like I would never put. I know yeah, some people. What's put, a little more gonna do? <laughs> I yeah. know whipped cream on a malted seems to me like oh. you're just bitch slapping it. Oh, I love it. All right, uh, something else from the food world. All right, have you guys ever heard, now obviously you know vegetarian, pescatarian, vegan, things like that. Have you ever heard of reduc- reducitarians? Reducitarians? Yeah. No. Or reducitarians or, or reducitarians. Does I don't it, know. I've heard of Methodists. Do, does it have to do with reduction? Like, yeah, so the reducitarian or reducitarian, how are you uh, uh, say it, the movement encourages people to just cut back on their meat and dairy oh, consumption oh, over, well, over time. So if you're going to work your way to a plant-based diet, um, you can do it like in in waves, essentially. So, so I am pretty much now a pescatarian, though I do love a good meatloaf and a yeah. good uh, yeah. meatball. <laughs> but um, uh, I'm, I've just kind of been doing it gradually, you know. Like so I'll, you, you're I'll, a reducitarian, you're a reducitarian. Mm-hmm. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. but I I will still. Does but, that leave room for occasionally jumping over to a, like a, a burger? Or, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Plant based diets can have a positive impact on cholesterol levels uh, after just ten days. From a barter perspective, plant based diets can have positive impact on the planet. They say, but. This movement encourages people just to cut back on the meat and dairy consumption. And if you are, if you have a goal of eventually getting to a yeah. vegetarian lifestyle, this might be the way to go about it. It all, for me, it all came about because they just got better. You talk about mimicking different types of food and, mm-hmm. and different types of things that you know texturally and all that stuff. It's because they got better at doing it. Like I love a Mediterranean diet. I like a, I and I used to. That was never something that I was that fan, you know, big on. Mm-hmm. And now I love it. One of the only reasons, I know there's lots of options. There's lots of uh, vegetarian options. Well, I guess it's not one of the only reasons. One of, one, one, one of the main reasons is I, I still like meat. I still like to eat. You're, you're, you'll sit down and have a steak. Steak like, and you burgers. Love a, and my wife like will have that occasionally. And I'm, I'm but, but, but I I'm, don't like the taste of meat. But the- my percentage now is a little less. Uh, I probably am only 25% red meat now. Seventy-five percent mealworms, uh, mainly. Yeah, yeah. No, but I, I, we eat uh, fish and chicken uh, a lot. Yes. So, or shrimp, other shellfish, things like that. But mm-hmm. and whipped um, cream. But I, I have cut back a little bit on the red meat because there are a lot of things that point to that being, uh, you know, negative in your uh, yeah in yeah. Your, uh, longevity. So I like I'm in a steak dinner when I'm out. Sometimes you know, like the yeah. that's, and then also at home when I'm home, I like having a steak dinner. <laughs> so when I'm home or when I'm out, is there anywhere you don't like <laughs> having a steak dinner? In, also, in the car, you probably won't have right, a yeah. T-bone. Yeah, Steve nailed it. Might. <laughs> I might. <laughs> let's all right. Let's be honest. If you hey, reach into that glove compartment, there's a sirloin steak in there. Can you give it to me? Uh, let's see. We need something completely different here uh, to do with the connoisseur. Let's talk. About a sweet treat. Uh, Reese's is coming to the freezer aisle. In collaboration with Ambush, the new treats include ice cream cups, bars, wafers, cones, tubs, and sandwiches. Reese's? Yeah. I thought they've already had, had that. Yeah, so did yeah, I think it sounds like they're going to expand, maybe. Larger um, containers? In fact, I just bought a, uh, we went to Wawa and grabbed some pints of ice cream. 
the other night. Sometimes we'll just make a run and say, all right, who all wants a pint of ice cream? You know, and we'll go get something. Carter wants something, wanted something with peanut butter in it. And sure enough, they had a Reese's peanut butter ice cream. They have a good collection of uh, stuff at the Wawa. And actually, I'm curious to find out who actually makes Wawa's own brand. Because a lot of times they don't. Well, because yeah. their their own brand ice cream yeah. is really good. I think it's theirs, Steve. Are I, they making I'm their pr- own? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. From their own dairy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how Wawa got started in the first place was yep. the Wawa dairy. Yeah. Well, it's damn good. Um. So, and they have, uh, I prefer um, Haagen-Dazs. That's my home run. Especially that's, when they added booze to it. Oh, it's the best. Uh, so, anyhow, uh, yeah, they're going to make, I, I like the idea, though, of a, um, of a Reese's ice cream sandwich. That sounds pretty damn good. But they're also making cones and uh, and wafers and things like that. Are you a fan of the traditional ice cream sandwich? Very much so. Are you a fan of the traditional chip witch? Mm-hmm. Um, I can take or leave uh, okay. the chip witch. I know some people love it, but I'd, I'd rather go for just a straight-up ice cream sandwich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love them. The Toll House chip witch is the superior chip witch. It's okay. excellent. It's excellent. really, really good. So, Steve, um, on the beach, the, the fudgy wudgy guy, um, I'll get the chip witch there. But the problem is... How long do you have to let it thaw out? The cooler Dude, they have to be using liquid nitrogen. They have to. To <laughs> freeze those things, because I've gotten a regular ice cream sandwich, yeah, yeah. and I mean, like, putting it in the side of my mouth uh-huh. to get to my molars and the larger it. teeth <laughs> yeah. to try and bite a piece yeah, off. Yeah. It's that frozen solid, like a chunk of ice. I always let whatever ice cream, even a chip, which let it melt a little bit because I love that. I don't like... I don't want to chew through a glacier. Yeah, it's not fun. The homemade chip witches, like the people that made the, that um, ice cream truck that came out to camp out, like those. I mean, I didn't have one of those, but it you yeah. know it was like a nice big. They it, those are the best. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah they're uh, they're they're exclusively in like the wild wild crest area, I believe. Big top surf on Sundays. All right, so let's see what else we have uh, now. Since we have dessert, it's uh, time for coffee. Ooh, yes. I'm uh, having my Duncan right now. Inspired by the series uh, Friends, Manhattan oh, Hazelnut Mocha Coffee Creamer will have you feeling like you're sipping in Central Perk. <laughs> really? Um, it's from International <laughs> Delights. I don't know. No, no, no. <laughs> not really. <laughs> it's, it, it was inspired by a drink on the show. Sure. I think it, it was for a quarter of a second in episode 81. <laughs> right. uh, it contains hints of hazelnut, <laughs> mocha, and the excitement of Manhattan. They're just cashing in <laughs> on the, the resurgence of the show with yeah. the younger crowd. Which, by the way, they is, will buy this and drink it. Isn't that wild? That the show, yeah. the, the, it's crazy. And it already had a sort of uh, resurgence. And now, like, um, on, uh, it, it runs a couple times every night. Uh, and then you can catch it on 80 different, it's, it's sort of like a uh, an office sort of vibe now. Yeah. And the merchandise, like, it, it's everywhere. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, so you can find the Friends... International Delights new creamer uh, on Instacart and in Kroger. What's the actual flavor? For a limited time. A monkey semen based on the Marcel. It contained hints of hazelnut, mocha, and the excitement of Manhattan. Mm, This tastes like like an exciting metropolitan. (laughs) No. Metropolitan vibe. Trash sludge. When I heard this story, I was just thinking, like, do you think they're getting money out of these products? They They would have to. Right, like I've, their name is attached to the syndication stuff, you know. So I'm sure, and and plus HBO came to them with a butt ton of money yeah. to do that re, uh, reunion, and so Kath, I'm sure, like if there's any licensing now, well, th- they still get a piece of it. They're getting some of it. Their faces are and on their faces the, on it. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, what about like the t-shirts at Target? Like, are they getting that? You know, <laughs> t-shirts I mean? at Target? Yes. Uh, yeah. T-shirts uh, you know, sold on Etsy, maybe not. Yeah, out of a van. Right. 
right, what else do we have here? For, I don't know. I had a question you? for Steve. Oh, go ahead. Whip, me, Mom. Whipped cream on your hot chocolate, though. Ooh. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Just want to. I say yes. All right. Cool. Uh, I will. Um, uh, uh, sometimes I am fine without it, depending on how creamy the hot chocolate is in and of itself. You know the um, uh, the Goldberg tale, Kathy, the, the Polar Express um, uh, train. Hot yes, yeah. that hot chocolate. They basically there is a local chocolatier uh, right near where the train departs from. And they go there, and they basically and Nick, I think I think we talked about it's basically melted chocolate right. that you're drinking. I haven't had that one, Steve, but I had the one in Center City. I think it's at the Ritz. Uh, it was delicious. It was also by far <laughs> the most expensive hot chocolate I've ever had in yeah. my life. Yeah. It was like eighteen dollars, and, and it's one of those things where like it ends up kind of looking like uh, you know the over the top Bloody Marys. Yeah, like yeah, they yeah. put way too much stuff in there. That's kind of what they, there's a cookie in there and yeah. candy cane sticking out or whatever. But it ends up being damn delicious, completely decadent. All right, um, our, huh? What time are our guests, Casey? Nine a.m. All right, do we need to wrap it up now? Uh, I want to hear one more story. All right, one more. All right, so here's how spicy food is good for you. All right, spicy food offers a number of health benefits, from speeding up your metabolism to reducing gut inflammation. Yeah. Uh, Capsaicin, the uh, compound found in spicy peppers, can give your body a kickstart in burning fat and using energy, apparently, and you may also feel fuller faster when you eat spicy foods. Yeah, it's like an appetite suppressant type of thing, right? That's Is what it really? we understand, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, okay. I remember when that, like, the... Um all the rage a few years back, probably like 10 years ago, was that... Um, the lemon cayenne. The, the lemon cayenne. Remember, wait, yeah. we tried it. We did. I lasted less than uh, 24 hours. <laughs> and then you switched to meatloaf. It was... <laughs> I, I felt like I had the flu. I was like sick from it. Was wow. it a cleanse or was it just a... Yeah, yeah. It, okay. was, it was like... And people went for like... How long did you do a four case? Five days. Yeah, you, you... I remember you making it. My aunt did it for like a few weeks and... All, and, and it, you still visit the... Funerals. No, no, she no. I mean, yeah, Nick. It was some sort of cleanse. And what was I, in it? It was cayenne pepper, lemons, and mine had a little bit of maple syrup in it. I don't know if yours did. I case. think so too. Yeah. And you added that to water. Yeah, added that to water. It was basically like a lemonade. And that's all you had, right? I that vaguely was remember this. it. I felt like I had the freaking flu. By the, <laughs> and they were like, "It's the toxins coming out of your body." I was like, "Well, I don't care. I want yeah. a burger." So you were fasting. You would just have that for the whole day. Just that. And then when would you, when, how many Casey days in a row? Casey went five days. Just drinking that and not eating any food? Nope. You no. could have, like, almonds if you, I think, if you, like, felt like me. No, that doesn't sound right. That doesn't uh, sound healthy. That seems, yeah. They, okay. they found out a lot of those trendy um, cleanses, quote, unquote, mm-hmm. um, at that time were, were yeah, uh, just drink uh, Dove soap. What? Uh, yeah. It's still the same thing. Even the cleanses now. It's not yeah. like most of them are. I'll tell you what, though, with these, the squeezed, you, um, like, and I was just talking with uh, Paula here. Uh, at the station, the um, that you feel full. You you don't you don't feel like you're <laughs> going to urinate blood. Yeah, there's actual like calories and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, a fiery palate has also been shown to to boost your gut's microbiome, uh, which can help your immune system and reduce inflammation. So if you like spicy foods, supposedly it's better for you. Does it, do you ever have the uh, situation where you because uh, your palate can handle a lot more of the spicy stuff? No, no, it can't. Oh, it can't. I thought no, you could. I'm, I'm, I'm a spice wimp. Okay, uh, I, I mean, like I, I can that. handle. Uh, about a jalapeno level, and that's about it. Yeah. So yeah. we'll get we'll get. Um, sometimes sushi comes with a with a, yeah. with a whole jalapeno slice on it, 
and sometimes that's too much for me. And wasabi, I just need a little bit. I'm not real big on the spice. My dad will go, like, he'll go get, like, wasabi or uh, whatever, super hot mustard, mm-hmm. and just put a little bit, piece, a little bit of it on bread. That's his snack. He'll, okay. he'll, he can eat that stuff like nobody's business. My son was out with his friends uh, last week, and they went into the supermarket, and they bought, uh, no, habaneros. <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah, because they're, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, yeah. well, because that's what the kids are doing. Like, they have those uh, spicy chips and stuff like yep. that, and they're actually been, they've been banned from schools and stuff. Right, like those pepper chips. Yeah. Takis and stuff are banned? No, not Takis. There are, it, it's one chip. Oh, those. It's like a ghost yes, pepper yeah, chip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, there, was, there were videos all over yeah. social yep. media of people crippled by these things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Takis, by the way. What, like, they suck. They're disgusting. What are they? Oh, they're good. Uh, they just, they're they're little tortilla chips. They're uh, hot the, chips, yeah. but they cut, they're like the blue. Textures, they're, uh, yeah. Like the dye in them is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, and, it, and they taste bad. Yeah, well, uh, no, super hot, I actually, right? I actually don't know how they taste. I just think they they look terrible. And all the young kids are like, "Give me a Dorito over a Taki any day." Okay, any day and every day, all day, as long as I'm away. Wait, Boring. I saw I saw kids um, make they made popcorn and then they they crushed up the Takis and put it in the popcorn and mixed it up and that was their snack. No. Wow. I know Nick that uh, Andrea loves Takis. Yeah, I just find uh, Takis to be a little more um, of a an adventure in your mouth <laughs> than a Dorito. Why? It's because of the spice. Yeah, well, it takes you on a bit of a journey, and uh, so you, you start with the talk. Like, you go, you, you go. Yeah. It's like going into a sweat lodge. You know what you're going <laughs> to get. Like Billy Jack, when you pop the Dorito in your mouth, you know where you're going to go. It, yeah. it, it's a nice. It'll get you from A to B. If you're going to have a talkie in your mouth, you're going to start off in one direction. You're going to wake up singing Michael McDonald. Midway through, <laughs> you're going to be uh, dealing with something else, and then after you you have eaten that chip, there's another little bit of resurgence. It's it's an adventure for uh, your I mouth. Got right, you. So I know nothing of this. Is it just? Are they just super spicy? They are spicy, but there's um, there's like a weird aftertaste kick to them. It's like a spicy soury. Yeah, there's, okay. there's, really? a, there's a whole bunch of stuff that, well, I'm trying to describe it. There's a whole bunch of stuff that happens when you have a Taki, whereas when you just have a Dorito, it's it's just kind of the basic flavor of nacho cheese chip. Right. Takis are a little bit different. There's uh, like a time release element to it? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. I see what your issue is here. I go with the spicy Doritos, so it's it's a little bit more of an adventure than regular Doritos. Are, are they labeled as spicy Doritos? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, spicy but nacho. I think if you're going to have, like, a Cool Ranch Dorito, there's a, some uh, elements of change yeah. in that. But, um, yeah, Takis are just a little bit different. The All best right. Dorito ever was the Sausalito Dorito. Um, <laughs> they were in the early to mid-90s, and then they just, they just went away. Mm. They were the best ones. Okay. Well, they're missing out. The maybe. greatest Dorito of all. Of yeah. all. Yeah. yeah. All right. We're wrapping this up. That's it. No more. Uh, I want to um, go. You want to go get some meatloaf? I want more meatloaf. Yeah, me too. So <laughs> we're going to take a break. We're going to have some more meatloaf. We're going to come back. We have a couple of guests on the show joining us. So stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Well, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
So uh, last couple of days we've uh, mentioned this story. We had a, actually a lengthy conversation about it earlier uh, today. But um, there was a, uh, just to reiterate this and bring it up to speed because we have a guest on the line. Uh, at the Eagles game over the weekend, uh, a fan uh, passed out and <clears throat> it seemed to be pretty serious. Yes, it was. A uh, person was turning blue. There's some blood involved and all and uh, stopped breathing. Uh, but fortunately, there were two people uh, nearby that were able to help. And it just so happens that one of them was wearing a pink dress and painted <laughs> face uh, because he's a mummer. And uh, we wanted to get these two together because one's a nurse, one's a doctor. Uh, this person uh, who was uh, the victim in this case is, is recovering. And yes. it's got a great ending to it. Uh, so some music, please. Yes. As he came straight from the mummer's parade, we would like to welcome both. Nurse Natalie Spencer and Dr. Vincent Basia. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, and by the way, uh, Doc, did I get your last name right? Is it Basile? Yeah, Basile. Yeah. It's okay. Right. Excellent. So, and we, while we, were, you guys are joining us via Zoom, so we can see you for a moment there, and you guys were chatting back and forth. Is this the first time you guys have had a chance to speak since uh, the game? Yes, it is. Nice. All right. Well, yeah, yeah. First time. Glad we could bring you guys back together. First of all, Natalie, where do you work as a nurse? I am director of nursing at Sanatoga Center in Pottstown, Pennsylvania. Oh, you're the director? Oh, all right. Whoa, you got just top level <laughs> talent there that that helped this poor person. And then, uh, doctor, how about you? Where do you uh, work? Uh, I'm an emergency medicine resident at uh, Einstein in North Philadelphia. Okay, right. an emergency medicine. Okay, so are you? That means you're in the ER, I assume, right? Yes. Yeah. We need to pitch the show working. now. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Steve. <laughs> okay. So I had this idea that, for, and you guys, and you, uh, listen, if you want to be part of the script writing process, we can work on it together. But it is Mummer ER Mummer with the ER, <laughs> and I'm figuring, like, uh, like a, the next step for ER where everyone has to dress as mummers. Yeah. Because if you stop and think about it, if you have a traumatic experience, what is more upbeat and, and, and likely to contribute to your recovery yeah. than mummers music and parading around? <laughs> think about it. Yeah, you don't have to commit that. to it now. Yeah. 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 All right, so this must have been uh, pretty wild uh, because, you know, in fact, walk us through the beginning. Of, well, first of all, uh, Dr. Vincent, which uh, group are you with? Which uh, mummers crew? Uh, I walk with Cara Leone. They're one of the uh, Wench Brigades. One of the Wench Brigades. All right. So uh, you're not in a string band. You don't perform. You uh, you don't play any instruments or anything like that. No, I don't play any instruments or anything. I just kind of you know come out the day and walk around. <laughs> That's open heart massage. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> exactly. All right. So uh, Natalie, walk us through because you were the first uh, to the person who was having the episode. Well, walk us through what happened, and then we'll we'll take it over when uh, over to Vince when when he got there. Sure. Um... Uh, it was sometime during the second quarter. I had heard some a little commotion going on behind me. Um, initially, I didn't realize it was an emergency. I thought, you know, Philadelphia Eagles game, something yeah. was going on. There were a decent amount of Saints fans in our section. Um, but the, com- the sound of the commotion changed, and I peeked over my shoulder and noted that there was a man laying on the steps um, on his back with his feet up at the top of the steps, his head at towards the bottom, all his weight on his head. Uh-huh. Uh, initially, I thought head injury. Um, I asked my son, I turned to my son. I said, you need to stay here. I'm going to run up there and see if I can help him. Um, I got about halfway up to him and he started turning blue. By the time I got to him, he wow. was basically purple. Wow. 
Um, and it was, I mean, he was only maybe roughly 10 rows behind me. So that quickly he turned color. Okay. So as, as you work your way over there, I would imagine people are standing around going, what the hell's going on? Did you have to, did you have to come in and announce, Hey, I'm a nurse. Let me take a look at him. I'd say about halfway in my run up the steps, somebody yelled, we need somebody medical. And as I'm running, I yelled, I'm a nurse. Okay. All right. And so you you start did you start getting to work on him or are you just assessing before Dr. Vincent came along? Honestly, I couldn't do anything because he was still on his head. Okay. Um, you know, I was looking up at the people and I'm I'm yelling we need to get him off his head. Yeah. I don't think anybody wanted to touch him because you know, he's on his head. They're probably thinking neck injury. Right. Um, nobody did anything until Vincent made his way up there. Okay. And he said I'm a doctor. We right. need to get him off his head. So you hear, I'm a doctor. We need to get him off his head. And then you turn around, you see man with a pink face. <laughs> with a pink and orange face. Uh, did you ask to see any credentials? Or? You must be from Mum ER. No, I mean, it was Mummer's Day. Right, yeah, right, right. So, and, and I'm a nurse. I've worked with doctors my whole career and other people outside of work. So it, I'm sure faced everybody else. It, it didn't phase me. I, I don't know if I said it out loud or just in my head, but all I know all I was thinking was, thank God, yeah, like somebody's here to help. Oh, well, that's awesome. I mean, you, you, you I'm sure you would have handled the situation fine. You know, you're, you're a trained uh, medical professional. I can't get anything on this skirt. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what, what did you do uh, when you, when you walked into the situation? And how did you find out, uh, Doc, that uh, something was going on, by the way? Yeah, so I was I was like a couple more rows down too. Um, you know, I was you know, I've been like a diehard Eagles fan my whole life, so I was pretty locked into the game at this point. Yeah. Um, my girlfriend was with at the time. Um, you know, I think at, at some point, like you said, in the second quarter, she starts like kind of hitting on my shoulder, uh, and she's like, "Hey, like I think something's going on up there. Maybe you should like go check it out." Because you know, same as Ali said, I'd like you know, it's kind of blowing it off at first because noise happens all the time at the Eagles games, right? Um. So then I kind of, you know, I, I ran up there. Um, I kind of get there. Like I said, Natalie's already there. Uh, and that's like, you know, I, I introduced myself. I think, you know, a lot of security was huddled around and really didn't believe me. I don't think at first. I think I'd do like a little convincing or like, you know, just got to say it again. Yeah. Um you know, it's a, it's a hard sell at that point. <laughs> Listen, I know this doesn't look like this, but I'm actually a doctor. Uh, you know, like rainbow face paint, pit vipers, the whole nine. Like you know, not. A- <laughs> yeah, uh, I would. Yeah, was that even in your mind at, at the time? That well, they or, or because I would imagine you go into uh, you know uh, work mode at that point and maybe forget that you're wearing a pink dress and have an orange face. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, after the initial thing, I was like, I know it doesn't look like it, but, like, I'm a doctor. And then, like, I, you know, once I kind of saw him, I kind of went into work mode. I mean, everyone was kind of asking, like, did you keep the glasses on the whole time? I was like, I honestly forgot they were on. <laughs> oh my God. All right, so what what did you guys do to get to some of the specifics to uh, to bring this guy around? Um, Somebody, Vince was on one side. I was in the middle. Somebody else came around the other side. Somebody counted to three. I don't know who. We all moved the man off his head and onto his back. Um, yeah, we no, we we actually have audio of the guy counting the three. So um, one, two, three. There Frank Rizzo is there. Frank Rizzo. All right, so so you get the guy on his back, and then what happens? Uh, Vince checked his pulse. Um, said it was really thready. Okay. 
He looks at me, said, start compressions till they get an AED here. If you need me to, I can take over. Oh, okay. And so uh, you, you, you started administering the, the, the treatment. And we, you, I mean, Vince, the, the good fortune of having a, a nurse right there as well, that, that I mean, it, it was as perfect a timing situation as you could get. You must have been very relieved that uh, Natalie was there. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was the, the, that was easily the best part of it there. I mean, you know, you're this is the first time I've ever done something like this out in the field or anything like that. You know, normally I'm, I'm working in a hospital. I have an entire medical staff, you know, multiple nurses, techs. There is like a respiratory. Everyone's there. Right. Uh, so just to have like someone else there that, you know, just have someone that could be like, you know, kind of cool, calm and collected. Right. Uh, you know, understand everything that's going on. Because, you know, a lot of the other people are kind of like, you know, quiet or, you know, a little, little nervous or. Stuff like that around there. So just have somebody else that's kind of in the same mode as I am and able to kind of help them out was was perfect. So so directing her to do the the chest compressions was that so that that you could mo- monitor what vitals you were able to get on the on the person? Yeah, I mean, I, I had her start and I just kind of went through my whole like you know everything I would normally do um, in in like the hospital, um, you know, kind of checking everything out. Um, monitoring, you know, make it, see if his breathing's getting better, see if the color's getting better, uh, you know, trying to feel for, for a pulse still. Um, right. we, you know, it was, we were a little unsure on the pulse, you know, but, you know, what, what we had in the, uh, there, you know, we have, like, somebody who's really not breathing that well. He's blue in the face. He's not moving. A questionable pulse. You know, without all the equipment, it's better to uh, err on the side of caution for that and just kind of start doing everything we can for him is, is kind of where we started from there. How long were you guys with him before uh, some of the uh, medical professionals that were working that day got there? Uh, I'd say like, you know, like now he was doing CPR for about like a minute and a half, two minutes. Okay. I, I kind of jumped in for like maybe another minute and then he, he started coming around at that point. Yep. Um, you know, the color came back in his face, everything like that. I would say that, um, you know, roughly about you know, 10 minutes, maybe I feel like they got there by the time, like the yeah. paramedics, something like that, like okay. 10 minutes, I would say since, since everything started. And as he it's- came, as he came around, what was the first thing that he said? <laughs> he he asked for the score of the Eagles game. <laughs> what did you say to him? I I, I was I was like I'm not worried about that right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. That yeah. might kill you. I, I, I'm sorry if yeah. I, if this yeah, was already yeah. uh, disclosed, but do we know what the diagnosis was? Like what um what happened? What happened? We do, but you know, um, yeah, yeah. okay. Out of respect for the family, sure. okay, yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, just give us his PIN number, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah. The, uh, um, <laughs> so we've had a couple of high-profile situations now that where we're emergency response is made, uh, you know, and quick response has made all the difference in the world. So to, to people who are saying, oh, God, I don't know, what if that was to happen next to me in the stands? What would you recommend that people should do? Um, you know, what, they sh- what should they get up to speed on? It sounds like one of the key elements is obviously trying to stay calm. But what would you, I mean, a CPR, obviously CPR, all that stuff. But what, 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 what is the best way for people to get up to functional speed to perhaps handle a situation like this? Well, um, you know, in CPR and first aid training, the first thing that they tell you to do is, you know, if you're the responder, make sure that you assign somebody else to call 911 or, or go get help. Um, so then that way you know emergency services are on their way while you have to do what you have to do. And airway, breathing, circulation. ABCs. Um, ABCs. Right. Uh, now, I, I, I do have a question because you guys were 
at a football game. You had been at the parade. It's a long day. Let's just say you're a medical professional and you've had a few beers at that particular moment, and which wouldn't be uh, as long as you're not on call yeah. out of the ordinary to relax and have a good time. And you see an emergency take place. Uh, is it... Are you hesitant to step in and help out if you've been uh, inebriated before and not necessarily in this particular case? No. It sobers up. It sobers you up real fast. Okay. Right. <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I agree with that. It, uh, it's definitely like a very sobering moment. I mean, you know, there is, yeah, it's, it really puts you in the work mode pretty quick. I would imagine the rule is if you can help, help. I mean, you, you just... Call 911, get me a vodka and coke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, did you get any, like, did you get a drink or something for free after you yeah. saved that man's yeah. life? They didn't, they didn't no. Give no. I actually spilled my beer no. when I turned, placed it down the run up after him. That is, no, we got to, no. I, I, you know what, I'm, I'm doing this right now. I'm, I'm going to give you, by the way, Natalie, I'm going to give you a case of Voodoo Ranger Fruit Force IPA uh, from our friends at uh, Voodoo Ranger Fruit Force IPA. So we, we're going to give you a case of beer. All right. <laughs> now, I would also recommend that, uh, you know, any adult out there, especially if you're a parent, new parent or whatever, get certified in CPR. It's yep. the, the class. I mean, it's a Saturday afternoon. You can get certified CPR first aid. You can uh, dress like a mummer. Yeah, we did that. I lived on a, a cul-de-sac and, and we had a, a CPR instructor come to our house. And it was me and my neighbors. It's it's not a bad thing to just know how to know how to do. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Yes. And, it's, and it's really not. It's not that difficult. How often do you have to get recertified? It's like every CPR couple was like, years? CPR was every year or every two years, is it? <laughs> every two years. I know. Natalie says two. Yeah. First okay. aid was like four. Um, at least that's when, when because, I was a lifeguard, which I always thought was weird because CPR is easier to remember than first aid. Okay. Because there's a lot of first aid that you need to know. By the way, Natalie, with CPR, the most, because uh, I, I took it years ago, but they, they say now mainly to focus on the chest compressions and not necessarily mouth-to-mouth, Correct. Correct. Yeah, they used to teach us ABCs. Now it's now it's CAB. So oh, really? Circulations yeah. first. Keep the circulation going. Okay. Interesting. Wow. Well, you guys did a great thing. Um, has have you had a chance to speak to the uh, the person that was incapacitated and that you helped out yet? I I haven't. Um, I just I spoke with the the family. Okay. Uh, all right, we hope they're doing well. See, we haven't heard anything, so obviously yeah. you, you can't betray. But you know, but uh, that's the word, which is wonderful. You guys did a wonderful thing, and and uh, I think all of this, this cluster, these events have convinced a lot of people. I know I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. Is to just get up to speed on what you should do when someone is in distress like this. So, and obviously the best thing to do is get a professional if you can get that. And you guys were yeah. you you were at the right uh, place at the right time. So that's awesome. By the way, there's uh, somebody texted and said that uh, you guys were invited by Darius Slay's wife to be her guest at the Eagles game. Is that true? <laughs> so there's got, I mean, there's a Twitter thread. We yeah. both responded. So. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I saw it. Yeah, yeah wait, she's wait looking for your back. contact. Uh, yeah. Yes. Right. I actually reactivated my Twitter for it. I hadn't been on Twitter for like four or five years. Uh, and by the way, uh, Dr. Vincent, you were dressed, or I should say Dr. Basile, you were dressed as a mummer. What what are they calling you at the ER now? Have you gotten any nicknames from that event? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm getting a lot of Dr. Mummer now. Dr. <laughs> mummer. Well, the mummers like have that. to be proud as hell. Look at that. You know, you're, you're now in the pantheon of mummers. 
Yeah, they're they're excited for the Mummers. I mean, you know, we uh, get a lot of negative news the last couple of years. Mostly all of it's been negative. So it's nice to get uh, some positive news out there for the Mummers. Absolutely. <laughs> and Natalie, real quick, uh, you don't have to answer this if you don't. How's your son? Because that can be sort of a traumatic experience for a child. Is is he okay? He is. Um, I I asked him the next day or two days later, you know, just kind of do a little check in and how do you feel about everything that happened? And he said, well, I'm kind of sad and I'm kind of happy. And I said, well, what makes you sad? And he said, well, the man, you know, the man was hurt. And right. He needed help and and the Eagles lost. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> but on the happy side, while you were away, he had his first beer. So that was great. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why it was spilled. Yeah. <laughs> but he was happy watching you in action and help out, I assume. He was happy that the end result was that the man is okay. Oh, that's great. That's so awesome. Yeah. All right, yeah. well, you guys are great. Yeah, great job. Thank you guys for checking in this morning and, and have fun at that game you eventually get to go to, okay? <laughs> thank you. All right, thank you. Let's thank you. Thanks for having us. Natalie and Vincent. A happy ending outside of the game at the Eagles. A game this if last you, week. If you think cool. about three... Pretty profound stories that are mm. one right after another having good turnouts. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So that's so you figure. So how did twenty twenty three start off? There was a, a bunch of bad stuff, but that immediately rebounded, Kinda turned around. Yeah. So yeah, okay. that's a positive. That's a good way to look at. Things. Are you saying the Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Me and Paige Branick. Paige Branick. I listen to everything she says. All right, uh, real quick, I want to do a couple of. Sh- Shout outs, if you don't mind. Sure. Uh, this one says, "Hey, I'd like to request shout out for my son Flynn. Uh, he loves it when y'all talk about space, <laughs> just uh, like Kathy and robot. In fact, that's what they wrote, just like Kathy. <laughs> Robots, weather, and basically all things science. This guy is a genius. His birthday is on Friday the sixth, and I know you run on Pierre standard time when it comes to shout outs and dates, but um, we listen to the podcast every day, even if we listen to the show on the same day. And my son also loves poop and fart jokes. Oh, by the way, he's turning six. Oh, yeah. I don't recall ever hearing a shout out for a six-year-old, and I've been a listener since high school, 20-plus years ago. Uh, but I know that he would pee himself laughing if he heard. Love you guys. That's uh, Roy Orr from Philly. So here you go. That is a shout out for uh, your son, Flynn. Did you ever entertain the name Flynn for your... No. you're a Tron fan. I, it would have, it's a great idea. Yeah. And uh, Flynn was the, the main guy yeah. in the movie, Jeff Bridges. So, no, that's that would have been an yeah, awesome yeah. idea. I would have had a Flynn, probably, if I would have thought of it back then. Uh, and then, let me see. I'll do... One more quick, and these these all for later on. Uh, no, I'll do this one. Okay, uh, it says, "Hey, Preston." Uh, this is from Terry Milby, by the way. It says, "Longtime listener from Delco, Delco here in Boothwin." Wanted to share a story with you guys. I went to the Winter Classic in Boston. Met a guy from Dracut, Massachusetts. Dracut, Jeremy Goldberg. Yeah, he's a huge fan of the morning show. He knew everything about you guys and wants to attend the Cardboard Classic one day. Wondering if you could give him a shout out. He listens to you every day online, and I know he'd be so happy if he could do that. Thank you so much, and you guys rock. So that's uh, Terry Milby. And it's a shout out for Jeremy Goldberg in Dracut, Massachusetts. She was uh, uh, DMing me last night on uh, an Instagram, and so I asked her to to send it uh, via email because you know uh, Dracut, Dracball, instant message uh, DM kind of gets lost in the sauce or whatever. But yeah. then she sent me some pictures. 
from the Winter Classic. Uh, to be honest, I had completely forgotten that the Me Winter Classic too. was. Yep. And, and it was at Fenway this year, which is a great place to have it. But yep. it, it, it com- I completely bypassed all of it. But the pictures that she sent were really cool. So thanks, Terry. It looked yeah. really neat. Uh, nice. Nick, I was on, uh, maybe it was the Graham last night, and uh, uh, some guy, like, he shook Wayne Gretzky's hand. I guess Gretzky was okay. at the, uh, the Classic. And I guess right after he shook the dude's a- hand, the Bruins scored a goal, and uh, but I was like, "Wait a second, there was a Winter Classic." Like I, yeah. I saw no fans. No, I agree. Yeah. That, yeah. It's, it's, it's out of left field. Yeah. You guys talking about it right now? Used to be a, a bigger deal. I think yeah. it, it just and then like the pandemic had something to do with it. The Flyers had an outdoor game at, at Tahoe. Uh, two seasons ago, maybe, and that was in the, the the shortened season. So, anyway, I'm glad that it's back because it is a cool event. All right, uh, you know what? I better clear out the junk drawer. We don't have Ooh. a whole lot of time, but I do have a couple of uh, stories that are unrelated to each other, and I need to get them out into the world. So, here we go. Let me see if I can. Ah, here we go. Ah! Uh, Kathy, you probably already saw this, but uh, Bed Bath and Beyond is running short on cash and may file for bankruptcy prote- protection. Uh, within the next few weeks. They had just closed a whole bunch of stores. I think they closed all of them. I think they're all solely uh, online. Uh, oh, is yeah. that it? What, what about the Winwood one? That one's huge. Well, they're all huge, really. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Let me look it up. I but... thought they reduced their number of stores in an effort to uh, to delay this or stop it, obviously. And uh, so do they give an ETA, Preston? Uh, no, it says it's a publicly traded company so that it has uh, it had to issue a, gr- a growing concern warning uh, that it might not be able to pay its bills soon. The company is losing customers to big box retailers and online competitors. Wait, it's a big box. It is retailer. a big box. Yeah. Come on. Uh, and online competitors. Big hairy box. I no, don't think it would be more. <laughs> <laughs> Disco box. <laughs> um, okay, so there are still some locations that are open, but um, the only Pennsylvania location is in Wynwood. No kidding. So, um, oh, okay. Is it time for Bed Bath and Kathy? So that you <laughs> you become the face. I love Bed Bath and Beyond. I loved yeah, it too. I you know too. what they they tried to um, sort of change the footprint of their store, and they brought in more furniture, and it didn't help them. And well, they ended up closing. They had had renovated these stores. They brought in all this new merchandise, and shortly after it was done, they ended up having to close those all those stores. One of the conundrums of the Bed Bath and Beyond was always that they it was laid out in a very it was very dense. Yeah, it, it's very. It, but I used to love that you you would get the gag. You'd get the, the Keurigs, you get all that stuff. And then you want to talk, we talk about point of purchase at the cash register. Oh, yeah. They had tons of stuff you would impulse buy. <laughs> all right, a couple of corrections here. A number of people are texting in that, uh, Kathy, your information is incorrect. Jenkintown is still open. Uh, it says there's a Bed Bath & Beyond and King of Prussia near Target. Uh-huh. Um, the one in no, Newtown is still open, it says. No, the, the one, the, wait, the Bed Bath & Beyond in Plymouth Meeting or no? I didn't say anything about Plymouth. Oh, it said near Target. Um, uh, I don't yeah, know. This right here, this is the Philadelphia Inquirer. It says okay. the only one is in Winwood, the Winwood okay. Shopping Center. It says Exton is still open. Newtown PA store oh. is still open. Right, well. The one in KOP is still open. No, the one in KOP is not open. And by the way, it's not Dracket, it's Dracket. I was pronouncing that town. In- God, Dracket. God, Dracket. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, so Kathy, you yes. you might you'll know better than any of us. Uh, if I go to Bed Bath and Beyond and I'm in the store and I want to buy this bedspread, and I go online and I want to buy the bedspread, is it the same price? Not always. Okay, because like, shouldn't they in the stores like incentivize? Make, yeah, right. Like, hey, you're gonna get this in the cheaper. brick and mortar. Yes, you're gonna, you're gonna get this cheaper at the brick and mortar. I right? think that. You, but you know you're, you're fighting this this force that is online shopping. Yeah. But I tell you what, I did a, a I did a 
I always look to support if I can a, a store. You I know, I really you know we just had Christmas. I love going to the store. You know what I mean? Like I, I mean I, I like online shopping, but I I there's something about like you going know to the store and I'm going to take you to a store. Really? And I'm going to take you out for ice cream afterwards. No way. All right. All right. That's two stores. That's two stores. <laughs> no, I agree. It's it's yeah. fun when you can do that. I used to love it. We were talking about Stranger Things earlier, Preston, about mall culture and so on and so forth. Yeah. God, that used to, that used to be that was, a fun thing to do. That was the, all day. The family would go all day. <laughs> you could smoke cigarettes inside the mall. Remember that? Um, Case, the whole online and in-store thing, I mean, it's like you you should actually check because there's a lot of times, even at like stores that you walk into every day, that there'll be something and it, it goes both ways. But like you'll check something and it's cheaper online. online. And if I've you, done that. If you tell them, they will honor that price for you. Um, but you, it's up to you to figure that out. Right. The only Bed Bath and well, maybe well, no. Is- so I, I pulled up their website and their locations, and there are still a number of locations in our area. Uh, the people texting in were right. So Wilmington, Delaware, Deptford, Exton, Cherry Hill, uh, Warrington. So there's yeah, there's still a bunch All of stores right. that okay. that are open. But I know that they did make a huge shift to more uh, online sales when they yeah. had to close all of those stores. Right. Another listener texted in. It should be called Bed Cath and Beyond. Bed Cath and Beyond. And Beyond. And Beyond. All right. I have some other stories here. Let's dive in. Oh, warning. We're diving. All right. Uh, next. Bessie Hendricks, believed to be the oldest person in the world or in the U.S., died. Uh, she was 115. Wow. My mom's going to a funeral today for a woman who was 102. Oh, my gosh. That's yes. all my great-grandmother lived No in. kidding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my mom works at the Assisi House, which is um, it's like it's basically a Saint retirement. Francis? Yeah, but it's a retirement home for nuns. And so this lady was a, a nun. Wow. And, and she was... 102 years old. Well, um, Marissa's grandmother was 103? One. 101. 101. Okay. There was a lot of love in the family. Uh, Bessie was born November 7, 1907. Wow. Graduated high school on May 19... Oh, goddamn bad Bess and beyond. <laughs> graduated high school in May 1926. That's, a, that's wild. What's wild is the the amount of crap that she had to live through. World War One, World War Two, the Great Depression. But she got to see the 18th. <laughs> the Korean War, the Vietnam... Yeah. Oh, look at that face. <laughs> He's so good looking. He's so good looking. Yeah. Mr. T, I love him too. B.A. Yeah, she saw a lot. A lot happened. A lot of uh, world events take place, including the A-team. It's wild to think about that. That's why it's always pissed. Well, obviously, it's a horrible thing when someone... You know, like it's attacked an older, you, you like you go through all this and you should be in the best part of your life, you know, and, and, uh, you know, those things happen. But we're Wait, talking what about, happened? Well, I'm saying when you see like people, like, Preying on old people, like jumping, oh, yeah. you know, and somebody who is, you know, oh yeah, like a, a scammer or something yeah, like that. You've gone through all this ridiculous in your life, and and then you end up a victim of that kind of crap. Yeah. What if they were a real douchebag though? Uh-oh. Yeah, then they deserve it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, I was admitted I was kind of a prick. There are there are people that live to be very old that are not nice people or have not been nice people. So scam on them. Yeah. yeah. Do do yeah. do. Do your research yeah. before you go ripping old people off. Are you a bad person? Yeah. I think I'm pretty bad. Okay, then I have a great real estate deal for you. <laughs> <laughs> she had five children. Uh, she and her husband, Paul, were together for 65 years. He passed away in 1995. Their youngest was 11. Uh, in an interview in 2019, Bessie and her family credited working hard, eating sweets, and staying away from doctors. <laughs> 
as her secrets. It's <laughs> always these yeah. people yeah. that live to be 110 right. years yeah. old that they, they talk, they, they say it's the booze, <laughs> yes. it's the sex. It's, it's unprotected sex. Yeah, it's it's all... licking hobos, yes. eating roadkill, and sometimes drinking your own piss. The bottom line is uh, genetics have a whole lot sure to do with that yeah. stuff. And uh, and taking your care, uh, care of yourself to some extent. But there are some people that just have whatever it is, whatever that magic thing is uh, that will allow them to live for a long time. Uh, by the way, in April, Guinness World Records had confirmed uh, that a French nun named Sister Andre is the world's oldest person at 118 years and 73 days old. Now, stop and think about it. Okay, with that. That's what we know through... There are a load of people out there that are way off the grid, that are unaccounted for, that are in, you know, in in more rural parts of the world that may have exceeded that, that we're completely unaware of. Yeah. How come it's always women that are the oldest? Women live longer. Yeah, I wonder why. They're smarter. Well, I don't think it's probably that. They're not necessarily... I'm not giving up the secret ponytail. Uh, (laughs) I wonder why, on average, women tend to live longer. It is just the case. Uh, The women... The women in, in my my family on both sides of my my family tree uh, have uh, have way outlived the men. That is diminishing. the The gap is diminishing as um, through stress, heart attacks, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Things that have plagued men for a long time uh, are are now um, sadly uh, women are experiencing a lot of that as well. Here, are biological differences help explain women's higher longevity. Scientists believe that estrogen in women. Combats conditions such as heart disease by helping reduce circulatory levels of harmful cholesterol. I eat a tub of Cool Whip a day. Uh, women are also thought to have stronger immune systems than men. Yeah, like Kathy's immune system. I was going to say, not this woman. Yeah, she's bulletproof. <laughs> there are exceptions. Uh, let's see. I don't know how this happened, but you have rickets. Part of the answer is behavioral, though. Men are more likely to smoke than women and are also more likely to take risks, making them more susceptible to life-threatening injuries. So you're saying well. guys are cooler. Yeah. Well, Fonzie. Yeah, yeah. By the way, researchers have found that the gender gap in life expectancy is smallest for the wealthy and highly educated, suggesting that broadening access to quality health care, diet, and other advantages can help men achieve a level of longevity closer to that of women. It's got to be the goat yoga. Um, Maybe that's it. It's all the rage. (laughs) All right. uh, Let's see. Other junk drawer stories. Let me dive. Dive in here. So in October 2021, uh, back when he was still the co-owner of the Sixers, uh, billionaire Michael Rubin purchased a 60% stake in NFT company Candy Digital, which produced NFTs for Major League Baseball and Stranger Things and others uh, via his sports merchandise firm Fanatics. Uh, But on Wednesday, just 15 months later, Rubin said he was divesting his stake in the NFT company. He's bailing on it. And this, I, uh, you know, uh, you and I have had a, um, a, a a problem with all this NFT stuff yeah. over the years. Like, so so what does that do for you? What? And, and so finally here you have a big money investor saying, no. no. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had a hard time understanding NFTs and, and uh, I, what, what I can understand in the digital realm is if, let's say, you are a gamer. You're like a yes. big time gamer and you purchase things for your avatar in the game yep. world. Weapons and and uh, and clothing and things like that to make it more exciting for you. I can see sp- spending money on those digital items. 
The NFT thing just didn't seem... Well, because it doesn't carry the same weight as to say this um, this graphic. I own this graphic. Yeah. You know... What do you, what get do you own? So, so he's he apparently he wrote an internal uh, email to fanatics uh, that said over the past year it has become clear that NFTs are unlikely to be sustainable or profitable as a standalone business, aside from physical collectibles, trading cards, uh, driving ninety nine percent of the business. We believe digital products will have more value and utility when connected to physical collectibles to create the best experience for collectors. As a value added, I can see that. Right. But if that is the only thing, I have yeah. I have no interest whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, I I guess like you guys all have art hanging in your your home, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it, you know, we have a print, you know, right, of right. a famous you know piece right. of artwork. I mean, that's. I mean that's essentially what it is. This is this is art, right? And other people can own uh, prints of this art, but you own the original. You own the Mona Lisa, right? But so mm. so, the, but still the the not. There, I, I don't, don't get it. I'm I not going to buy it. an yeah. NFT. Yeah, the difference between a a print and the original on the canvas, where you actually see the the yeah. the, the, the the artist hand stroked onto that particular physical piece. That's a huge gap, I think, yeah. a, a leap between the, it is the, it's the, the digital tactile. real thing and the yeah. digital. I can still look at it even though I don't own it. But you know what I'll do? I'll just hit copy. Yeah. 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 But I don't even know what and you I'll, do. I'll get a knockoff. If everyone agrees that there is value to something, that's where these things started to spike in value. Yes. So there, there became this, this notion that these things all have value and more and more pe- people bought into that notion. When people like Michael Rubin start saying, you know what, maybe not. That leads other people to say, I think I kind of agree with Michael Rubin. And then, therefore, the value of any of these things completely starts to diminish. And you know what it does? It it also negates a large part of any of these things, which is the community and the sense of community that of people who collect it. Whether that be conventions where you go and you're looking through things and so on and so forth. You know, it's a disconnected, cold aspect of something and, and and collecting anything yeah is, is kind of a it's a fun thing and it, it's by its nature a communal thing i agree you know what we need to talk to michael rubin about this absolutely yeah. let I've me tried, get michael rubin on the phone i've tried getting him on several times i know his assistant and he was supposed to come to camp out one year and that ended up not happening i, I think michael rubin's a fascinating guy he's mm-hmm. got a lot of love for philadelphia could he buy us an elk uh he could probably buy us like three elk just three <laughs> well i mean for us <laughs> let's yeah. start there non-fungible elk yeah. i don't want to uh over NFEs <laughs> overextend our elk request. <laughs> Understood. Yeah, you don't. You don't go big. You don't on elk. overdo that. You don't, you don't go you big don't, on elk. Don't go big yeah. on elk. Yeah. You don't go out of the gate. Ask. You don't go elk. Right. right. Uh, so anyhow, they're bailing on that. So it might be a sign of the times. We'll see. All right. Uh, let's go back into the junk drawer. Already. We have time. Yeah. One more. Oh man. Okay. No, do two more. But just do no. half of the story. No, Casey is the keeper of time. So all right. How about this? I said this. The, okay, so the um, uh, the uh, Consumer Electronics uh, Show in Vegas. Uh, I always wanted to go to that. It, this year, Canadian-based baby gear startup, uh, Gluxkind, Gluxkind, is showing off its Ella AI-powered smart stroller. Uh, and uh, the, is... the smart stroller offers much of the same tech seen in autonomous cars and delivery robots including a dual motor system for uphill walks and automatic downhill brake assist. So this is for your your baby stroller. It's a baby stroller. Right. But it's AI. I watched the video. Did you autonomous. watch the video? I did not. 
It is the dumbest looking thing. <laughs> is it? it? It's like there's this very futuristic metro couple walking behind the baby. Like it's like. We're looking for every way we can to disconnect from our child. <laughs> I mean, literally, and, and they're they're I walking, holding it. hands while the, the the stroller's moving in front of them, and it does have you know they, they obviously the battery pack on the thing, and it's it's state of the art, looks kind of cool. But isn't that isn't that a way to sort of feel connected? Also, that whole thing of, of pushing it along is, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, you no, the child looks like it's in a runaway, you know, stroller. No, connected's the right word, yeah. Steve. Uh, like with a Tesla uh, on an autopilot, the Glucskind stroller on board technology has sensors that detect objects around it, uh, but it's meant to serve as an extra pair of eyes and an extra set of hands, according to the company's website. Not a replacement for the caregiver. Uh, yeah, because you just throw the child in there and go, <laughs> yeah. back, out and bro- yeah. go back inside. I'm going to have a can of beer. Uh, the Ella stroller is available to drive itself for hands-free strolling, but only when a child is not inside of it. So it uses uh, cameras to monitor surroundings and navigate the sidewalk. So for parents who are probably understandably nervous about putting their baby in a stroller with a mind of its own, Glucksky provided a YouTube video with some of the uses uh, with some use cases. A parent walking a stroller down a hill rushes to save a child's dropped toy that is rolling away. Uh, the stroller breaks on its own. In another demo, a child is tired of sitting in the stroller and wants to be carried, and the Ella strolls itself while the parent carries the child. So the that does make sense. All of these applications on this video that we're watching makes a, a lot more sense. What the original uh, um, video where they introduced this thing uh-huh. had these two very sort of, <laughs> they could care less, walking yeah. behind the stroller, and it just looked bad. So this is, uh, I think it's kind of like um, uh, like a self-propelled mower type of thing. Basically. Like, like you're getting assistance uh, right. with, with the powered wheels. Uh, but yes, it won't just ride off on its own if you leave the child in there by itself. I, I mean, can see that. And it, it apparently it achieves a top speed of 60 miles an hour. Okay. Wow. <laughs> okay. pretty yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, there I was going to say, there are some great videos of uh, strollers <laughs> taking off on their own. Oh, I'll bet. With the kid in it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Because some, some of them are, are like the new ones are designed to roll with such ease. Yeah, right. You know, like the huge make it light tires. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the self-driving technology isn't totally proven and certainly not ready for prime time just yet. But this is part of the Consumer Electronics Show. And a lot of times they bring things out and just kind of showcase them before they get them finalized. Kathy, that's an onboard vacuum cleaner that sucks out the maggots that you <laughs> oh my God. discover oh, when you leave a sandwich in the pouch. A tuna a sandwich. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Here, here's the deal. When, you, when your child is born, take that $3,000 that you would normally spend on that stroller. Yeah. And invested in something, right? Like Maybe, NFTs. NFTs. Uh, not an NFT. Maybe uh, an IRA. Or, NFTs. Uh, or, or uh, what are those things called? Uh, mutual fund or whatever, right. okay? Yeah. And when that child is about to go to college, let's see what that $3,000 is. And then let's see what the what the stroller is 18 years later. Like, right. th- it, it is dumb. It is unnecessary. Yeah. It you, is, can, you can be smarter with your money. Yeah. Good, good advice, Case. All right. Uh, that's it. Junk drawer. Wrapping it up because we need to take a break. We're going to come back and get you some more bizarre file stories in just a moment. Don't forget the Word of the Week prize. Of course, we are giving that away today at the end of the show. We'll be back in just a second. No sad bro. Stay with us. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. 
Kathy, you want to dip? Casey just asked yeah. me to, uh, yeah. a dip over here. Yeah. Cool. Oh, no, 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 no. You were doing traffic. You just hand like, here, you want one? I'm like, no. <laughs> she hasn't finished her absinthe yet. So okay. No? All right. Oh, my God. Uh, bizarre file time. We are ready. Let's go ahead and do it. Here. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. All right, some stories to share. We'll start with this. Uh, some people enjoy a drink or two while hanging out with their friends, but a group of American YouTubers' drunken antics at the night safari have made Singaporeans a little bit upset. The yeah. Group, the group known as Four Fun Guys on social media uploaded a TikTok video of their wild night out on October 26th. The clip surfaced on the video sharing platform last week. Four Funny Guys have over a million subscribers on YouTube, by the way. Uh, in the TikTok video, the young men are seen purchasing bottles of soju from a convenience store and then downing their drinks before they head to the night safari where they boarded the tram. Although it's not known what time they arrived at the park, the video caption said that one of the men, Johnny, jumped off the tram at 2 a.m. The group then wandered around on their own in a safari. Yes. And even entered an animal enclosure to pet a sleeping wallaby. Uh, one of the men also tried to lure a hyena with a potato chip. Uh, these friends that may have had fun that night, but uh, Netsians didn't seem too amused by what they did. The hyena could have ripped them apart. Uh, Mendai Wildlife Group said on Tuesday that the acts of trespassing and then intent to disrespect or endanger the animals are viewed seriously, and they have since uh, lodged a police report. Uh, the group reassured members of the public that the affected animals in the video are well and thanked Netsians for calling out the perpetrators online. As the actions in the video could lead to irresponsible behaviors that put perpetrators in danger, of course. Uh, in 2020, a 19-year-old had entered that same zoo, but at the rhino enclosure. Uh, no, this is at the Singapore Zoo. And then performed a backflip in front of the animals. They're funny guys. Isn't that fun? Yeah. And by the way, in Singapore, they don't mess around with you. They do not. Breaking the law. They dude. caned a guy for gum. Yeah, yeah. An Irish national is facing drug charges in Australia after allegedly importing about four and a half ounces of cocaine inside six internally concealed Kinder Surprise capsules. In the butt. Uh, yeah, and these are the Kinder Surprise uh, milk chocolate eggs. Yeah. Uh, and inside of those are non-edible yellow capsules, which each contain a plastic toy. Jeez. The man was taken to a hospital for a CAT scan after he was stopped by the Australian Border Force when his baggage allegedly returned a positive result for the presence of cocaine. Up my butt. The 28-year-old later excreted the capsules containing the cocaine. Uh, office, officials uh, charge a man with importing a marketable quantity of border-controlled drug. He also had a hyena up his ass press. Oh, my God. Yeah. Is that guy, he was coming Say, from Singapore. from Singapore. Wow. <laughs> a, ma- a passenger on the surviving aircraft involved in a Gold Coast helicopter tragedy yeah. tried to alert their pilot of the incoming chopper seconds before its rotor hit the copter window. Uh, did you see the footage? I did, oh, yeah. It is... Horrifying. Oh, man. New footage reveals a passenger in the back seat of the descending chopper repeatedly tapping the shoulder of pilot Michael James in an apparent panic warning of the ascending helicopter that was uh, moving toward it. Yeah. So he's like tapping the guy on the shoulder and, going, hey, there's a helicopter coming. And the pilot is talking to the person next to him in, the, I guess, the passenger seat, which you'd yeah. call, mm-hmm. and like pointing out things. And the guy's like, ah, ah, ah. yeah. How many survivors? Uh, so, the, in the helicopter where the footage was filmed, five people, including James, were injured by broken glass. Four people died, and three others were seriously injured in the other helicopter. So, in the one that you see the video footage of, 
They all lived. Wow. But the other people all died. Because it broke off one of the, the blades. The rotors, yeah. The descending chopper featured in the footage managed to land on the sandbank despite having major damage to his front windscreen, which is hit by the rotor of the other aircraft. Uh, the other SeaWorld chopper taking off plunge to the ground. Uh, pilot Ashley Jenkinson, Ron and Diane Hughes, Vanessa Tedros all died in the collision. Uh, or, uh, Tedros's 10-year-old son, Nicholas, was on life support. So, oh uh, yeah, exactly. It's horrible. It was, it was tragedy. Uh, it's pretty messed up, too, man. Residents of a Colorado mountain town are struggling to coexist with mountain lions that have hunted more than a dozen of their pet dogs in the past two months. Yeah. Wildlife officials have received 10 reports of 12 dogs being killed or attacked in Nederland since November 1st, with one report involving three dogs. Uh, Nederland is nestled within the mountains of Colorado's Front Ridge. So one cougar had a three-dog night. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) In early December, uh, pet owners were desperate for help after nine dogs were killed or taken since August. Wildlife officials held community discussions to share tips on how to keep pets safe, but the attacks continued. Pet owners have logged encounters on a digital tracker cobbled together by locals that shows where and when the attacks or close calls have occurred, as well as the nature of the incidents. Cougars are going to do that. Uh, Some of the most recent entries describe uh, mountain lions trying to snatch a dog off a porch, a lion killing three dogs despite the owner trying to defend them, two dogs disappearing one after another from the same area, and one particularly chilling entry entry said a mountain dog, a mountain lion, took a 100-pound Doberman and took the dog over a fence at the uh, in the evening. So they're powerful creatures. Nederland is a really cool little town in Colorado, and they have this thing every year called Frozen Dead Guy Days, and there's a whole backstory behind it. But basically, they celebrate Frozen Dead Guy. There's Frozen Dead Guy ice cream. There used to be this dude who was on display. There was, like, this cryogenic story. That's I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And so they, they have that every year. And, uh, yeah, so if you're ever in Nederland, look out for the mountain lions, but check out Frozen Dead Guy. All right. And Maybe they can feed the... The, the yeah. live feeds for the, the dead guys, yeah. and they won't mess with the dogs. He's just yeah. sitting there. Yeah. All right. One last story. A this is in England. A family were stunned to find a fox with just two legs in their garden. A fox? Yeah. yeah. Now listen. I saw a picture of this thing. It only has its front two legs. It stand. It does a handstand. No way. Essentially. Freaking you out, aren't I? It's <laughs> crazy. I man. look like a little furry man, don't I? Well, you've got really strong arms. I know. I do. Uh, Phil and Jane Carter from... I do reverse curls and preacher bench. Uh, Phil and Jane Carter from Lexton in Derbyshire often get visited by foxes, and this one stayed for about 45 minutes. Mr. Carter said, my wife shouted, quick, grab your phone. We've got a two-legged fox on the lawn. I mean, it looks like a reverse wallaby, essentially. Yeah. He said we That's had... what people have said. We had uh, about five minutes of it going around the lawn, smelling and picking up some meat, and then it, off it went like a rocket. Mm. Do you Aww. often go and uh, pick up some strange in the wallaby yeah. community? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're like, oh, can I? Yeah, well, let's. Uh, why don't we go up to my apartment? Yeah, uh, let's look a, at my etchings. A sp- <laughs> your etchings? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. A spokesperson for Derbyshire Wildlife Trust said that we've never seen anything like this in the wild before, but the animal looks relatively healthy and appears to have adapted. To life on two legs. Using the tail as a counterbalance. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in uh, Bizarre File for you this morning. All right, as we break, I remind you that when we return, uh, lesson question is up, and we'll get some trash and music news as well, and we'll have that when we return. Stay put. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. 
Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic solitaire Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 10.15, Preston and Steve Show on Friday morning. Happy to be with you at the end of the work week. And uh, we're just the setup program for the real entertainment as uh, Pierre Robert comes in a little while, takes you through. The showgram. The showgram. We'll hopefully get to the latter portion of your day and lead you into the weekend. So he'll be along in a little while. And we give away that word of the week prize. We're going to give away something else. Now, though, we do have uh, four pack of tickets for the Philadelphia Wings home opener Saturday, January 14th, Wells Fargo Center. Question that we pose to you now is Bessie Hendricks, who was born in 1907, had to live through the Depression and World War II, but also was lucky enough to watch what TV show? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Bessie Hendricks, uh, most recently the oldest woman in America, just passed away, lived through the Depression, World War II, but it was also lucky lucky enough to watch which TV show that we talked about. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, we'll get some stories while we're waiting for that call. Steve, what's going on this morning? Well, Simon Cowell revealing that he was recently offered his own talk show but had to turn it down. <clears throat> Excuse me. Cowell says after countless facelifts, he can no longer speak and can only yodel. So. Hey! And Todd Crisley of Crisley Knows Best says he's tired of people assuming he is gay. Said Crisley, people are so programmed that they won't even consider another explanation as to why so many men have completed in my mouth. Whoa! Whoa. My God! And finally, according to a new report from All About Cats, get this, Taylor Swift's Scottish fold cat Olivia is worth $97 million. The cat could reportedly be worth more, but lost millions from a greenie addiction. (laughs) Uh, We are looking for an answer to this question. Uh, Bessie Hendricks, who was born in 1907, had to live through the Depression, World War II, and other things, but she also was able to watch what television show? 215-263-WMMR. It is Joey that we go to. Joey, good morning. Ah, Yeah. All right, Joey, do me a favor. Tell me what show she was able to watch. It was the A-Team. The A-Team. That is correct. One moment, Joey. We're going to give you a four-pack of tickets to the Philadelphia Wings home opener. Saturday, January 14th, Wells Fargo Center. You can be there for all the hard-hitting lacrosse action and affordable family fun. Get your tickets now at wingslax.com. Music News, here we go. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, let's begin with the lead singer of the band Alien Ant Farm. Uh, Singer Drayden Mitchell has been charged with battery. Uh Uh-oh. But listen to this, okay? It was for touching his crotch with a fan's hand. So the alleged incident happened while the band was performing... Their hit cover, A Smooth Criminal, in Fort Lauderdale. Although the incident happened months ago, charges were just filed on December 30th. It was reported that Mitchell grabbed the hand of a 45-year-old male fan 
and placed it onto his crotch while performing. Uh, the fan pulled his hand away. Uh, so in Smooth Criminal, Michael's it does it constantly. He's yanking yeah. on his junk through the whole video. And I think that's probably what he was doing. If someone wants to yank a guy's prank, I say let him. Uh, A police report read the lead singer of the Alien Ant Farm band, Drayden Drayden Mitchell, was on stage in front of the victim, stated uh, that he had his fist in the air and was trying to get a picture with Mitchell. Uh, The victim advised that Mitchell grabbed his fist while it was in the air and pulled the fist into his private area against his pants. The victim stated that he immediately pulled his hand away at that point. So it he's seems kind of he's suing him, yeah. for battery. Uh, so I, I mean, think he's maybe just, it's a money grab. I don't know. Maybe or from Alien Ant Farm. From Alien Ant Farm, the Lear Jets. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, Nirvana, Hearts, and Wilson, and Nancy Wilson, the Supremes, Nile Rodgers, Slick Rick, Ma Rainey, and Bobby McFerrin would be honored as the 2023 Grammys Special Merit Award honorees. Uh, the Recording Academy will host a special merit award ceremony in February uh, prior to the live telecast event. So these are the other categories that they don't televise. Do we have any indication as to, because um, they do the post-Grammy uh, an evening with, or they, they just did Paul Simon, they've done the Bee Gees, they've done a few artists where they concentrate like two hours mm-hmm. of, a, of an honor, you know, through musical performance. Have they mentioned who's going to be the I think they recipient have. of that honor? I think they have, and I have completely forgotten who it was, because I remember... It's Alien Ant Farm, isn't it? I remember yeah. us <laughs> <laughs> commenting on it recently, and I don't, uh, but I don't recall who it was, All unfortunately. Right. Uh, but, uh, dude, I would still, I would love to get Bobby McFerrin. I think he, I think he's from Philly. You yeah, rave on him all the time. Oh, he's... The, the Don't Worry, Be Happy song obviously was his hit, but as a jazz vocalist, yeah. the guy is incredible. He's just amazing. He has perfect pitch. He can he can sing any note, uh, and, and he, he does all these amazing harmonies. He's just an astounding musician. He tours, and Preston, we were, I think you and I were talking about this two or three years ago, pre-pandemic, um, because he was doing something at, at one of the local theaters, and we were trying to get him in. And there was like a scheduling conflict or whatever. But I think he's worked. I don't think he's from here, but I think he spent a lot of time working here over the years. I had heard he lived here. Yeah, on, yeah. At one point, yeah. So. He uh, shared a place with Bob Marley. Yeah, right. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's Delaware. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, but anyway, uh, someday maybe. Uh, Bono has added three new dates to his ongoing Stories of Surrender book tour. The newly announced stops are set for May third, fourth, seventh, and eighth at uh, Manhattan's Beacon Theater. So it's going to continue to be there. Debbie Harry, Dolly Parton, Belinda Carlisle, Cindy Lauper announced the upcoming group collaboration on a new single called Gonna Be You, and it's from the new film uh, 80 for Brady. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, the song, which was released on January 20th, was or will be released on January 20th, was written by Oscar, Grammy, and Emmy award-winning songwriter Diane Warren. So this is a movie about the collection of older women who are huge Tom Brady fans. Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, Rita Moreno, and Sally Field are the older ladies right? Uh, that are fans of his, yes. And so it's called 80 for Brady. And I think they try, they get, try to get to the Super Bowl. I think that's the case, something yeah. like that. So uh, that's pretty cool. The Debbie Harry, Dolly Parton, Belinda Carlisle, Cindy Lauper are all on this collaboration on the one song. Debbie Harry, by the way, uh, just in movies, is, has done has had some parts. She's a good actress. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Yep. All right, and then finally, uh, it was 50 years ago today that Carly Simon scored her sole chart topper to date when You're So Vain hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 for the first three weeks. Uh, The song, which was produced by Richard Perry and included on Simon's 1972 third album, 
Uh, no Secrets featured solo Beatles sideman Klaus Vorman uh, playing the distinctive bass part. Jim Gordon uh, from Derek and the Dominoes on drums. And Jimmy Ryan on guitars. And Mick Jagger does the background vocals on this. So it, it sparks one of the great rock and roll questions of all time. Who is the subject? Yep. Uh, and so, I've heard everything from Warren Beatty to Mick Jagger. Well, she had refused to say publicly who exactly her Sylvain was written about throughout the years and sometimes said that it was a, a composite of several different men. Uh, she confirmed that the second verse was indeed about Warren Beatty. All right. But not the entire song. So she's taken other people... As uh, references, Bobby McFerrin, yeah. maybe yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, uh, a few years ago, didn't she offer it up as a? Um... She did. Fifty. Okay. Somebody had a, a winning bid. Uh, it was NBC's Dick Dick Ebersol actually had the winning bid of fifty thousand dollars, and he learned the secret, but was sworn to secrecy by Simon. Uh, as part of the deal, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Can we auction off secrets? <laughs> yeah, right. When somebody uh, tells you, "Hey, this is a secret," do you have to ver- like? You go, uh, am I allowed to tell my wife that? My, my, that's the way I approach it. My wife yeah. is, if I'm being told a secret, my wife will oh, know it as well. Yeah. yeah. If you're if you're telling me something, Rochelle's yeah, going to yeah. know. But yeah. what if somebody says, this is a secret, you, you can't, can't even tell, your, tell wife. your wife? Not that I don't want to hear it. Oh, Some... no. say, yeah, sure, no problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On the rarest of occasions, if it might be if something it... that is a bit much for Rochelle right. or... Uh, or your other family would be embarrassing. Yeah. Or if she found out about my other family, <laughs> I share the really juicy stuff with them. Uh, I told I told Casey a secret yesterday, and I asked, and the first thing he said was, uh, "Can I tell my wife?" And I said, "Not yet, but eventually." Did and you I did, not tell I your did, wife? I didn't tell okay. her. Oh, okay. Have you, in in general, <laughs> I'm I'm holding on to two secrets that I will never betray unless. Uh, oh really? Yeah, yeah. What are they? I can't. <laughs> I can't tell you. One uh, involves an elk. Oh, are they about people? Yes. Yeah. 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 So, Kathy. Yeah. Nick told me this secret. I know the secret. And he didn't tell you. Yes, he did. Did he tell you today? Oh, yesterday. Okay. He told me first. He told me first. I'm gonna Don't tell, I'm tell, gonna tell Casey that I lied to him about keeping a secret. <laughs> I, told, I told Casey not to tell Kathy. Oh. And then and I'm going to tell Preston and Steve shortly. And then I'm going to tell... Marissa, America, and then I'm going to tell. Chuck. And then one day and seemed like three but days. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm never going to tell Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Bill's never going to know. You know what? You should take him out to a nice dinner. You know where should we go? Uh, someplace in Maine, in Wayne, like like or um, Maine, if he likes Rosalie, <laughs> somewhere in Maine. Yeah, you know, Bar Harbor. Yeah, you know, yeah. somewhere in that. Written Lobster Pound. Yeah. All right, uh, that's it in music news. Uh, we have one final break to take. Let's do that very thing. We'll return and give away that Word of the Week prize that hopefully you've been collecting the letters for, so stay with us. Wait, where's my... Wait, what? Huh? Hang on. Going on? To... Oh, I'm hitting the wrong button. How about if I hit this button? Seriously? Nothing's happening. There it is. There it is. Okay. Huh. We'll be back in a minute. Stay with us. What's news? Why do you ask? Blink 182. Smashing Pumpkins. Bowl Beat. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. And we're coming to the end of the program today. By the way, weather-wise, uh, going up to about 50 degrees today. The clouds are the order of the day. So no vision of the sun expected. Uh, but it's not going to be crazy cold. Partly cloudy tomorrow, high 46. And then the coldest day of the week is Sunday with a high of 43. We'll be back up into the upper 40s 
uh, by the time we start uh, the next week, which is uh, really cool. So good stuff. Uh, yesterday was not, I thought it was going to be nicer than it was. Like, it was uh, warmer. It was but, comfortable. It was yeah, a little like, raw. No sun. Yeah. And, and I got a little bit of passing Short, quick showers yeah, and sprinkles and stuff, but wasn't that great? There was a rainbow over uh, Plymouth meeting yesterday, though. Really? So I did see that, yeah. For just a moment? Yeah, just a moment, like uh, maybe around... Double the... rainbow, oh <laughs> like my God. 3.30-ish, 3, 3.30-ish. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, yeah, you could see it over the Metroplex. Well, there's oh! that. Oh! That's that guy, right? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Oh, my God! Oh, my God! Oh, my God! <laughs> that was the best. Yeah, come on. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. We said that. So great. What does it all mean? Does he say yeah, that? Yeah, no, no, we don't have that. Like, what does it all mean? mean? Correct me if I'm wrong, and not to bring it down, but didn't that guy pass away? He did, and yeah. it was on a what? day. What? Yeah, there was, it was a day or time where several other people of note also passed right, away. It was, right, It was right around a uh, time where, sadly, you know, his story kind of got... Um, Pushed aside, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, um, he, he was a joyous person. You hope to have moments like that where you're just like, you're just so overwhelmed and happy about something. Double rainbow. Beautiful. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyhow. Uh, so we welcome Pierre Robert, our double rainbow kind of guy. I am your double rainbow. How you doing, man? Fine, thank you. Wonderful. How are you, kids? Doing well. Marvelous. Yeah. Tired. Tell me a secret, Steve. Secret. <laughs> oh. I can't yeah. tell. I, I promise never to betray okay, it. Yeah. Right. Okay, just just checking. All right. You got any secrets you want to share? I do. Okay. Um, I, think, I think you would keep a secret. I, I'm, I, I actually can, um, but almost no one does. As soon as you tell someone, okay, I'll tell you this, but you can't tell anyone, okay? And they always nod, yes, yeah. and they're curious. <laughs> and then I told somebody back in high school something, and it took me four years to find out the very next day, I, he told my other best friend. Uh, yeah, because whoever you're telling has somebody that they can trust that they're going to tell. Right. And then that person is someone that they can trust that they're <laughs> right, going to tell. Right. And it's just it's a, a marvelous chain of deception. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but it's innocent enough. I mean, it's not well, it's not ill-intentioned. As long as you just, I present the caveat, I will, whatever you tell me, my Claire will know as yes. well. And that's I think it. that's good. Yeah. I think that's good. That's All it. Right. Nice. Uh, all right, we need the letter of the day to give away the prize if you're ready. That's my secret. <laughs> Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. What's the letter, Pierre? E as in earth. All right, E as in earth. Secret should, earth. Should have a four-letter word. Wait, yeah, didn't we start yeah. on Tuesday? This yeah, week? yeah, yeah. Four should have four, God, this week is dragged on. Uh, <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. We'll take call number nine, and uh, we'll see if you happen to know the answer uh, or the word. And uh, we have a great prize giveaway this week, which is uh, pretty cool. Very good. Um, what's happening for our Friday edition of the show? Well, uh, it's uh, the beginning of Philly Loves Bowie Week, which yes. has started a couple of years back. And um, was a little quiet during the pandemic, and now it's back in full bloom. Are you so, participating a lot? Um, I, I would like to make at least one of the events. Yeah. Uh, they go for a while, uh, and there's different things at different places in different ways, and they're all really cool. Did you ever meet Bowie? Uh, I did, yeah. Oh, my I, God. I, Never interviewed him, though, right? Uh, I I did interview oh, him. Oh, okay. Twice, actually. Um, 
I had a, he was doing the giant tour, his last huge stadium tour, where he descended out of the ceiling on a chair uh, in a wireless microphone at uh, Vet Stadium. And Bubba John and I uh, talked that up for 25 minutes because yeah. the lights went down and we, got, we were covering it live. And Bubba afterwards said to me, you know, that was a 25-minute break. I go, I don't care. We covered the concert. <laughs> right, right. Um, uh, but, and Peter Frampton was his um, guitarist on that tour. So he was also the guitarist on the Glass Spider tour. That is the tour I'm talking about. Oh, is that? Because yeah. that... That had that was his last giant stadium production he, tour. That's when he he did Heroes up on a like a giant like it was like angel angel wings come up off from behind right, him and he's right. on that spider configuration. Right. It was one of the most incredible concert moments of my life. The kickoff of or the announcement of the tour happened in Philadelphia because he was good friends with Larry Maggot of Electric Factory in Philly was almost his favorite place to play. And so we went and covered the event live on my show. And uh, I kept chasing after the publicist. And uh, invariably, a publicist has a clipboard and they're annoying. Yeah. No, you can't. No, 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 no. Stay away. And then finally, she said to me. You can have him from the 10-yard line to the 30-yard line. It was on the football field at that <laughs> right, stadium. Right. And I got him in motion as he was walking from one place to another. I got a good minute and a half with him. It was very personal. And he said, I must tell you, Pierre, that's the best interview I've ever done. You've been places no one else has ever gone. Yeah, you really have. Yeah. Um, then I actually got a, uh, a uh, satellite thing with him once, so... There you go. That's Perfect. cool. That's awesome. All right. I'm sure uh, he remembered it till his dying oh, day. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That was his last thoughts. All right. God, Let's... I'm going to miss Pierre. <laughs> um, David Bowie in a workforce block. Uh, ACDC for Malcolm Young's birthday and Bad Company. A request for that. And a $50 gift certificate to the Woodstock Trading Company. All coming your way. Excellent. We're going to go to caller number nine. It's Tim. Hey, Tim. Good morning. Good morning. You guys rock. Oh, thanks, Tim. So what's our word of the week, bud? word is time. TikTok! That is correct, sir. Tim, you're going to go to every single concert this summer at the Freedom Mortgage Pavilion, my man. Oh, wait. uh, Hang on. We couldn't hear you. What's that? And so that's great. Thank you, guys. You bet. All right. Here we was, oh, my God, that's so amazing. I can't. I don't even know where to start. I'm going to start crying. Wait till I tell my friends. Who's going to go with me? It's going to be the best time ever. Oh, that show, that show, that show, that show. Oh, my God, it is amazing. Presentation, you're the best. God, you're passionate. You're so good. I can't believe it. All the good things. Honey, did you hear that? Oh, my God. MMR is the best I mean, I, 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 I pissed myself. I was just wow. like, uh, <laughs> we just got five new clips. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. How about yeah. that? That guy was excited. Uh, that was the winner we hope to get. Yeah. Well, we got that guy, uh, and that guy. I'm sure that guy is very excited. Yeah. Maybe yeah. he did all that in the time he wasn't potted up. Probably. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't have his <clears throat> channel on. Yeah. So a pair of I lawn passes <laughs> for the Freedom Mortgage Pavilion Summer Concert <laughs> Season 2023. Lawn pass gives the uh, fans guaranteed access to over 30 of this summer's most incredible concerts on sale now while supplies last uh, at lawnpass.livenation.com. First up, I'd like the uh, I Piss Myself to put yeah, up. Yeah, we on. need that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the President Steve Show is brought to you today by Dunkin'. The President Steve Show runs on Dunkin'. Also by Acme Markets, Fresh Foods, Local Flavors. 
and by Trinity Rehab locations all over and now opening King of Prussia, trinity-rehab.com. Next week on our program, we are going to talk to Tommy Davidson, Ah. comedian Andrew Collin, uh, let's see. Uh, and someone named Jade McLeod, who is from the Jagged Little Pill live stage show. Yes. Marissa and, saw it. Uh, Jade will be here in our studio. Very cool. Uh, so we'll have some other guests and things to talk about and stuff to give away next week. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have yourself a great weekend. We'll see you later, gang. Bye-bye. From our early days of delivering ice and coal, Griffith Energy Services has been a leader in having the right comfort solutions for you. Folks rely on Griffith for everything from heating oil and propane to HVAC service, installation and repair, and so much more. Griffith Energy Services, doggone dependable for 125 years. Griffith specializes in train, but services all brands. Visit Griffith Energy Services today. Griffith Energy Services, doggone dependable. License number MTHVACR012278.